How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the TimCast IRL podcast. Thanks for joining us. Smash that like button and subscribe. We've got some crazy stories for you today. Outside the autonomous zone of George Floyd Memorial, you see in Minneapolis, where the Chauvin trial is now taking place, far leftists have set up an autonomous zone. And apparently someone was already shot and killed there. We are entering, it's like a rerun of exactly where we were. When they defund the police, it emboldens these groups. When these people go in riot and they don't do anything about it, it emboldens these groups. And now there's a video going around of a local journalist who's outside of this new autonomous zone in Minneapolis explaining what's happening when two people dressed all in black threaten this man and they tell him he better leave or else. And he's shocked. I'm not. I've seen it before and we'll see it again. You can expect, at least in my opinion, there to be mass riots in Minneapolis no matter what happens in this trial. It's going to get bad. It's going to get intense. And we're going to talk about it. And we'll talk about a bunch of other things, too. We have from Christopher Rufo. Apparently, someone leaked him documents that one school is teaching kids to worship Aztec gods and ritual sacrifice and other just I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but it's just very, very strange. The general idea is it's anti-whiteness. So anything coming from Europe is considered wrong or taboo. and must be rejected. And this is what we're getting in our schools now. Other than that, we have uh, GameStop stonks breaking, th- was it like 350 today or some ridiculously high number? And it's just, it's a, it's a roller coaster of absolute insanity. So again, thank you all so much for hanging out. My name's Tim Poole, and we're hanging out with conservative activist Scott Pressler. Do you want to introduce yourself, explain uh, what you do? Thank you. Uh, conservative activist that travels the country, picking up trash, registering voters, and now is on a mission to repeal and replace those elected politicians who are not America first. America last? Yes, who are America last. <laughs> yeah. So basically the people who, all this foreign aid, they're giving our money away when we're at our, our worst, where our most uh, desperate times. Basically, yeah, giving money to Honduras instead of funding our homeless. Democrats and Republicans, right? Exactly. D and R. I'm coming for you peacefully and democratically. <laughs> right on. All right, we'll talk about this. Thanks for hanging out, Scott. We got Ian. He's yeah, man. Thanks, Tim. Hey, everybody. What's up? Ian Crossland. Good to see you. Ian Crossland.net. Scott, great to see you again, man. That's right. Good. Us long hairs, we're sticking together. Yeah, for real. I saw I ran into you at the uh, DC, not the March on the 6th, but before mm-hmm. we, I saw you uh, briefly at that. That was really cool to run into you down that there. That was like in December or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. The fight goes on. Your hair's looking great, man. Thank you. So <laughs> <laughs> it's inspiring. So you've been clipping the ends, and that's why it keeps growing along. I don't, I haven't been doing that, so it hasn't. Uh, there you go. It hasn't that seems strange to, to me. I don't, I don't think yeah, that makes sense. Almost counterproductive. Yeah. No, that seems weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got Lydia. She's pressing all the buttons. I have some of the shortest hair on the show. (laughs) I'm feeling a little shown up by these guys with these luscious locks, but I'll survive. I don't have any hair. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll jump right into the news. Before we do, ladies and gentlemen, did you smash that like button yet? Also, go to TimCast.com and become a member because we got a ton of exclusive members-only segments. The other day, we were talking with Cassandra Fairbanks about Disney banning classic movies for kids and what this means for us culturally. It's scary stuff because I think, look, we, we as older people may have seen these things and understand these cultural references, but they're, they're, they're going after kids and they're taking away things like statues and art so these kids can't understand it. You don't got to like the art. You understand the art. We look at old pieces of art and we say, here's why it, it was made. Here's what we think about it today. But they're erasing it outright. So go to TimCast.com, become a member because it helps support the show. And in the event, in the event we get purged or deleted or banned or whatever, you know, that's where you'll be able to find us. But uh, my friends, I also have another announcement. You see, we have this meme on the show that started because of Alex Jones, and it's I am a gorilla. It doesn't really mean much other than, like, you watch the show, and Alex Jones said it, and we thought it was funny. A bunch of people then started making gorilla emojis in the chat, 
And interestingly, around the same time as all this is happening, we make our famous I am a gorilla t-shirt. We get the GameStop rebellion where they have this meme where they say gorillas together strong. So I decided to commemorate GameStop stocks skyrocketing back up from like, it was like four something and it goes down outside back at 350. Ladies and gentlemen, go to TimCast.com, click shop, and you can get your very own Diamond Hands Gorilla t-shirt. So it's basically the same thing as I am a gorilla, but he's wearing a suit, holding wads of cash with sunglasses on and smoking. And uh, I just thought it was funny because I saw what people were saying with the GameStop thing. So uh, if you like it and you want to get a new edition of the I am a gorilla shirt, for some reason, the only shirts we're able to make are iterations of I am a gorilla. And maybe we'll think of something more clever in the meantime. But uh, go to TimCast.com, click shop. Don't forget to smash the like button. Let's read this first story. We got some Fox 40. Check this out. They say, outside the autonomous zone of the George Floyd Memorial, where police aren't allowed. They say Minneapolis leaders say they'll reopen a barricaded intersection known as the as George Floyd Square after the murder trial of the former police officer accused of killing him. But the activists who serve as unofficial leaders and organizers of the area have issued 24 demands before they'll step aside, even calling for the recall of the county prosecutor. Why? They arrested and charged the guy. See, no matter what happens, it's not enough. I'd be willing to bet they're basically saying we want first degree murder and death penalty for, for Chauvin. They want to say the square sprang up organically in the days after Floyd's death as people gathered to express their grief and anger, including leaving offerings. Community members set up barricades of refrigerators, trash cans, and wooden pallets to block traffic. The city eventually replaced those with concrete barriers. The memorial now, called an autonomous zone, was set up by protesters and supporters at the now vacant Speedway station. It's very tense near the memorial, and a militant-style group has closed off several blocks with barricades. They don't allow the police inside. Quote, the situation at the memorial, from what I understand, it's kind of volatile, said Kim Griffin, a Minneapolis resident. People that want to go and support doesn't feel a sense of inclusion. There, There is more of like militant type atmosphere over and a sense of fear. Griffin supports police reform and protested Floyd's death outside the courthouse uh, Tuesday, but she doesn't agree with what's happening at the memorial. Her nephew, who identified to News Nation as I'm as right, was shot and killed at the memorial over the weekend. Quote, police were not allowed to get into that area. He was carried out outside of the zone of George Floyd Square. It was made clear law enforcement was not welcome to penetrate that zone, which is an atrocity because his life was taken. And I mean, who knows whether or not he would have survived had things been different. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go again. It's just like what happened last time. You guys were, were following what happened yeah. in Seattle and, and, and Chaz. Mm-hmm. Now we got a dead kid. You know, I, I kind of I support the right of Americans to, to create these zones. I mean, it's kind of. America like is barring, on, barring police from coming into well, a neighborhood. The, the U.S. is an autonomous zone. We barred the British from entering our houses. You know, it's it kind of formed like this. But this is I don't know if we you need got re- to do it. You got residents who live in these areas in Seattle when they set up the, the, the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. They surrounded businesses and people who did not want them there. What about their rights? Well, we had British citizens being surrounded by the American revolutionaries. I don't know what life was like for them. They didn't get written into history books. I'm just playing devil's advocate, too. But I do think it's important. It's our right to rise up and form militias. And say, this is our place. It's kind of written into our constitution, but peacefully, peacefully, peacefully assembling, not <laughs> when, shooting when people and are killing getting killed. Kid. That's the completely other problem, man. That's that something's going wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Interestingly, I mean, the American Revolution wasn't was anything but peaceful. Right. It was, you know, over and a couple it, of decades. We had, we, written in wasn't all the citizens that were accidentally killed. Like they didn't write that into the history books. They probably wrote some of it, but there's probably a whole lot of history that we do not get. 
just in general from from anything you know well here we go man uh i i'm willing to bet this is it's going to get bad i mean the city seems to be supporting they're putting up concrete barricades when when the chauvin trial comes to an end you think they're going to be like oh okay now that the murder trial is over we're all going to go away no 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 well and it's a two-sided coin because i i understand your point of view and that people have the right to set up their own autonomous zone, but on private property, you know, not where there's public access to streets, to vehicles, to uh, what if an ambulance can't get through? What if, you know, the police can't get in? So I understand that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, wait a second, look at the failed liberal policies of California, for example, or Washington or Oregon. It's almost like, why don't we let these failed policies be on full display so people can see that it doesn't work and why everybody's fleeing from New York to Florida, why everybody is fleeing from California. And, uh, you know, do we just let things happen and let things get so bad that people finally wake up? Yeah, I don't like the idea. I've heard it before. There was some Republican who said, uh, I can't remember who this was. Maybe you guys might remember where he was like, maybe we need, you know, some terror attacks so that people remember why they need our security. Well, I don't state. agree with that. <laughs> right, right, right. I can't remember who that was. So I look at these autonomous zones. And my first thing is, look, when it came to the Revolutionary War, the regulars weren't Americans. They were British regulars being deployed to stop the, the uprising from Americans who believed in self-governance. So it would be one thing if the police of Minneapolis were protecting a community and then National Guard came in and tried removing the police and people started ri- you know, rising up and revolting. It's another thing when the community itself, you have a woman who lives here saying, we don't want this. It's an atrocity. That's different. Now, I get it. There were loyalists in the colonies, but the people who were in the colonies fighting against the regu- regulars were the Americans. And that was, that was the argument. Don't get me wrong. There were, there were loyalists that we had you know, famously Benedict Arnold. There were a lot of people who were Americans and were like, nah, I'm going to serve the crown instead. They're the right call. And that was not the right call. The difference here, I suppose, is I guess, you know, they'll, they'll try and claim the Boston Tea Party was a riot, ignoring the fact that the only thing that was damaged, you know, outside of the, the, the tea was a lock that got replaced the next day. I guess that's like the famous line, you know, and then what we actually have is extremists, authoritarians. So perhaps our tolerance for certain activities and certain tactics for a lot of people just is, has more to do with our ideologies. If you're fighting to free people and respect their property and their rights and their safety and security, then I think you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. If you're fighting to take over their space, you kill their children and then tell them to shut up or else. Look at the, they're, they're threatening a journalist. There's a journalist who walked up and they threatened him like they're not fighting for freedom. They're fighting for power and control. If They had like a constitution, like a digital rights bill that they were like, we want digital rights for every human. We want the, to amend the constitution with these. And they had like a list of demands. That's another story. But an armed group taking over a piece of property and shooting someone and threatening is like, I don't know. But if, if we were in the American Revolution right now and we were objectively talking about it, we might be having the same discussion. Like, well, they're obviously violent terrorists. Maybe they're in the right. Maybe they're in the wrong. But. I don't know, man. The Boston Massacre. What was that? The Redcoats were trying to come and take guns or something. Is that what happened? I can't. Uh, no, no. I think I that wish- was something else. There was like a, there was a riot happening. And it was a, it was, I was, re- I was, it's really fascinating. I was reading about the Boston Massacre and it was a riot. The American colonials were rioting against the regulars. So the regulars shot and killed them all. Like, I don't think anybody would support if the police shut up and started shooting and right. killing these people. Right. You know, showing up and being like, get out of here because there are people here who don't like what you're doing. Violent crime is on the rise. The police have been under siege. The city, I'll tell you this too. 
The difference here is there was plurality support for the American Revolution when the revolution happened. There were most people just saying, I don't care, leave me alone. There were a small faction of loyalists, and there was a plurality of those who were in favor of independence. What you have here in, in Minneapolis was a, a, a group of extremists burned the city down. They're threatening people. The jurors, basically all of them have said they're scared. Their homes will be attacked mm-hmm. if, if, they, if they are found out to be on the jury. And now you have city council in Minneapolis who voted to defund the police and many cops leaving the department. Now coming back and doing a six, six point, you know, whatever, four million dollar recruitment drive because the people of Minneapolis are saying we need police. The problem is they refuse to address the extremism. These 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 Antifa people are just going to keep it's just going to keep happening. Is this Antifa? These people that have taken are they affiliated? Colloquially, you know, it's 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 black clad leftist extremists who, you know, operate in a similar capacity. It's oh, hard to know for sure. How do you guys feel about autonomous zones in general? Well, I wanted to just point out. The difference here is the ends are justifying the means. They're willing to do whatever it takes because they feel it's for the greater good of whatever. But the thing, it's so disingenuous because they're fighting for this one life, but they won't talk about all the lives from Chicago or, you know, taking COVID, for example, you know, they keep saying to us, wear your mask or you're going to kill grandma. Meanwhile, while they're shutting down our businesses and our schools, the border is wide open and they're not talking about potential they, carriers at the border. They're not talking about these potentially untested people. They, they, they just, actually released, I think, a hundred, yeah. it was 108 uh, migrants who tested positive for COVID. They illegally entered the country and they got released in Texas. Thank you. So it's just, it's disingenuous. It's not authentic. It's not sincere. And we need to keep exposing that clearly they're doing this politically. It's politically motivated. And ultimately what people need to understand are politicians and people across the board is if you give in to this behavior where you go along with a minority crowd that is going to be potentially violent if they don't get their will, then you are adding to the situation and you're letting people know that if they ever want to get something accomplished, all they have to do is intimidate or use fear of force or terrorism in order to get their needs. And when you say minority crowd, you just mean a small number of people. Yes. That's, like Antifa. Yeah, not like a racial, racial minority. I can oh, see that. Oh, no, thank you for saying that. By minority crowd, I want to clarify by a minority of people who do not speak for the silent majority. No, this has nothing to do with race, creed, color, religion, anything like that. Thank you for clarifying. Could, could you imagine if these people decided to riot because Andrew Cuomo killed 15,000 people and then is now being accused of trying to cover up the numbers, even even having one assemblyman say it was straight up a coordinated criminal conspiracy. Imagine if when a government, a governor of a state orders people into nursing homes, killing mm-hmm. 15,000 people, there was a protest. If only there was a single protest. If there was one person that would speak <laughs> up against the governor of Michigan, for instance, have, yeah. you, have you been working up there to uh, against uh, Whitmer? I will be traveling to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and New York. And uh, as we know, in several of these states, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, New York, we know that COVID positive patients were put into nursing facilities and people died because of those Democrat policies. They're actually saying now uh, Whitmer could face criminal charges. Yeah, I don't think think it'll happen. 
Uh, we also have Cuomo's under federal federal investigation. But I really just think it's it's meant to placate the people who are paying attention. My bigger concern is, you know, it really does come down to the media, I suppose. We focus on what they tell us to focus on. And there are things they don't talk about and things they do. And they make this big story. We all saw the video of George Floyd. We were all upset by it. But what about, I don't know, 15,000 people being killed in nursing homes? It was, what was it, March 24th that Cuomo started killing these people? If we had real journalists who were doing their jobs, who spoke with the nursing homes and investigated what Cuomo was doing, instead of just calling themselves Cuomo-sexuals, you know, and, and praising him. Yeah, no joke. They were saying that on TV. If they actually investigated him, when by the time George Floyd died, Andrew Cuomo was already killing nursing home patients. Where was that widespread nationwide revolt riot over these people who lost their lives? Well, and to make it even worse, we all reject when there's not consent and when sexual advances are made that were not consented to. But have you noticed that the media and talking about Cuomo, they're not talking about the deaths of the uh, elderly patients. They're talking about these women that have come out against him. Have you noticed that? It's all about the Me Too movement Uh has nothing to do with COVID. And I think that's being done very strategically by the media. Interestingly, there are more stories about COVID in the nursing homes, but the biggest stories and the headlines that go viral are the Me Too ones. So I saw this from a journalist. They were like, stop saying that we're not covering, you know, uh, uh, Cuomo's nursing home scandal because it was like two to one. And I'm like, the problem is you'll write 50 words to 200 words and say, Andrew Cuomo is under investigation for this, that, and this end of story. And then the Me Too thing, it's like this big 3,000 long form, the reckoning of Me Too. Were we wrong about Cuomo? And because they know that's what's going to make them the money. So to a certain degree, it is our fault. I mean, humans love the drama and they love the interpersonal drama of Cuomo and these women and who said, he said, she said. And there's no, you know, you can see the victims, right? You can see the women who are like, here I am, and here's what I have to say. And it's easier for them to monetize. It's easier for them to make long-form content. Mm. What are we going to do? Show videos of the the, the freezer trucks full mm. of, you know, in New York, they brought in those freezer trucks, man. So the in, in, in New York, a large portion of those that died, a decent percentage, was these nursing homes. No riot. I don't want riots to happen, mind you. I'm just saying you can clearly see the priorities of these people. They don't care about, uh, you know, in George Floyd with this autonomous zone. It's not about George Floyd. It's about, hey, we can take power. It's an opportunity to go in and do this and rally people who normally don't care to fight with us. I want to point out, too, when it comes to George Floyd and the media coverage, like there were two videos that came out about George Floyd. The first one, eight minutes, nine minutes of the dude with his knee on his neck. Brutal. I don't think it was the full nine minutes of the end. Right. Well, I saw like a three minute version yeah. of it and they were like, it happened for nine minutes. That was the emotional spark. That's the one that burned everyone's memory. Then another longer video came out of George like tripping out in his car being like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe when they're just talking to him and, and struggling in the car. Take me out of the car. Get me out of the car. Put me on the ground. And they were like, okay. So they put him on the ground and he was freaking out. Just this huge built muscular guy, apparently on fentanyl. Uh, and other methamphetamines nor, fentanyl, of some kind. Nor fentanyl, methamphetamine. Caffeine. Yeah. Caffeine. And there was one other. Tobacco. Chemical. He had yeah. tobacco yeah. on his system. Like he was just fully pumped. And um, so that didn't get much attention. I tried to share it with people and no You're one really seemed to care. You're a bigot. They had already seen what they wanted to see. And and man, if you have that in perspective, it's a, it's a completely different story. If you know yes. that he had fentanyl in his system, it's a completely different story. And the medical examiner said no signs of physical trauma. There was a combination of these factors. So again, you know, we, we talk a lot about this because this is like one of the biggest stories happening in the country right now. But it just goes to show the media, there, there's a group of people, I think, on the left, corporate liberal establishment tribalist types. 
they're going to go along with what the narrative is. You know, if Cuomo's bad, Cuomo's bad. Why is he bad? Me too. All right, works for me. Nursing homes, whatever. I don't think they want to go for the nursing homes because they know it's going to impact all these other Democrat governors who did similar things. Then you have the, the, the political left elite who know they can easily control and manipulate these people. So you end up with autonomous zones. You end up with, you know, orange man is bad, Trump is bad, and here's why. And it's exaggerations, manipulations, and lies. It's because too many people will just say, tell me what to say, and I'll say it. I'm not a big fan of the Me Too push. I mentioned this before. It's kind of like using poison to kill a deer. Like, it, you can do it, and it's very effective. That It will kill the deer, but it taints the meat, and then you can't eat the meat. So, like, hmm. using Me Too to take a governor out is very effective. It's very emotional, easy to do, but it's not a clean kill. First of all, it's not just, and it's going to be impetus to use that again and again and again and again it's on the, other people the, for putting their hand on someone's back. Like, it's not a good precedent. to it's, set. it's the ends justifying the means is what yep. Scott was saying. And the problem I always talk, speak out against this because there is no end. There's no point where we like we all come together and say, that's it. We've won life. We're done. Huh. You don't accomplish your goals of, of a communist utopia and then it just stops. And then one day everyone's holding hands under the, under the rainbow. No, now you have to defend the revolution. Now you have to set up more autonomous zones. Now you got to send out more of your revolutionary guards to other parts of the city where people oppose you and seize control. They, they think they can lie, cheat and steal and manipulate to gain power. And that means once they're in power, they will lie, cheat and steal to maintain that power. It all, and, it, and it starts with, with little things like this. We'll see where this ends up. But it's 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 amazing to me. I mean, have, have there been a, were there autonomous zones before this? Was this like one of the first or what? The Seattle one? I don't know yeah. much about the history of them. Do you have any ideas about it? I mean, I guess the stems all the way back to Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So but it's always been the liberal left who has been doing the autonomous zones. And I mean, quite frankly, look. Why don't we have our own autonomous zones on the right and let's show them how it's done. Let's have, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Clean, bake sales, lemonade stands. Freedom, liberty. Fun. Where we have uh, our policing, making sure that there's fewer crimes, not more. You know, where we actually believe uh, that a, a social worker uh, probably can't do some of those things that our, our police are doing. Yeah. But listen, you, we can't just point at a problem and say this is wrong. That's the problem I have with the Republican Party is we're always pointing out problems but never offering solutions. The best way to show the failure of the left is to have a successful right. Yes. And yeah. I want to you you actually are like embodying this. You started a trash cleanup campaign. Can mm -hmm. you explain that? In case anyone sure. didn't see the show you were on last time. Well, it got started in 2019. President Trump brought attention to the city of Baltimore. And I always say he did it ungracefully. <laughs> and I was just disappointed because everybody was quick to point the finger and to bring about blame and judgment. But nobody was actually doing anything. And I just tweeted out to my followers and said, I'm going to Baltimore. And it just started this nationwide campaign, literally, where I had people from across the country that said, Scott, I want to help. And we had 200 volunteers on a Monday, picked up 12 tons of trash in 12 hours in the most dangerous streets in America, West Baltimore, where the sites of the Freddie Gray protests actually happened in these streets. And I met the aunt of Freddie Gray, who was there with us at the cleanup. And uh, I just said, wait a second, I'm a private citizen without the backing of the government, without any donors, without any funders. And if I'm able to 
gather volunteers to pick up 12 tons of trash in 12 hours. What the heck is our government doing and why aren't they using our resources to get it done? Well, well, I mean, first of all, someone needs to fund the blowing up of children overseas, uh, right? Clearly. So, so our, our Congress is hard at work on this very important issue of not actually having a say in whether or not Biden bombs Syria because he didn't have congressional approval for it. But anyway, uh, it's performative. They're, they're, they're signing bills that give funding to mismanaged blue states that aren't solving these problems. They're giving money to foreign countries, money that belongs to the American taxpayer. It's a great point. If they were, if they were allocating funds to support private citizens to do initiatives like this, that's like the new government. That's kind of a, an evolution you know, we look, need. There are things like that. There are grants. The mm -hmm. issue I take is like a $1.9 trillion stimulus. And basically, all of the horrible mismanagement during COVID is swept under the rug. You notice that all the bad press for Cuomo was like bottlenecked until after the election and all of a sudden it just burst. Mm -hmm. The pressure was building up. And you look at Hunter Biden, story swept under the rug. Cuomo, nobody questioned it. After the election, okay, now we have no choice but to admit all of this really bad stuff was happening. They didn't want to risk Donald Trump winning by telling people the truth about what was really going on. Now, because of that mismanagement, because they because the media didn't do their jobs in calling out Cuomo, he horribly mismanaged the state, resulting in all this death and debt. So what do we get? Sign off that trillion dollar, that two trillion dollar stimulus, dump that money on these states that failed and help them help bail them out. It's kind of like the Freddie. What is it? Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac bailout of 2008. Bailing out the broken, corrupt states where Democrat governors murdered people. How much did we spend on that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac bailout? Do you remember that Obama mm -mm. signed 2008? The no. Spiraled the housing crisis. I mean, it, something like trillions. It wasn't Huge. more than like well, two look, trillion, man, was it? It was, it was about what we're doing now again. Like, are we going to see that depression again? I, th I think I, we're maybe look, we're gonna... I'm not an economist. I don't know. But I have seen <laughs> global, global food prices are on the rise. So Bloomberg reported this. Around the world, food is starting to skyrocket. I already talked hmm. about it like last week because I have friends who are like, they go to the grocery store and they're surprised to find things like 60% more for the same amount of food. The bills are way higher. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Yeah. I noticed a little bit. Now you actually have the news reports <clears throat> from Bloomberg. Food is going up. It's because these states, not just blue ones, many red ones, but mostly the blue ones, horribly mismanaged everything. The economy was sent into a, into a free-for-all. The lockdowns made little sense. It was 15 days. We're on the one-year anniversary oh. of 15 days. Slow the spread. How about, how about that? The economy gets decimated. Now they are printing money in a desperate bid to bail themselves out. It is obvious what, what happened. It was an opportunity to stop Donald Trump and to throw everything they could at him, sacrificing everything and watching the country burn to the ground because it meant no more Trump. And they couldn't handle it. 2019 was the greatest economy we've had in our gen of, of this generation or or any of the past living generations. That's according to Jim Cramer, whether you like the guy or not. The greatest numbers of our lives. Think. Mm. I, I wonder if people see this now because you know what I've heard a lot. A lot of people come to me and they're like, "My paycheck is smaller," and I'm like, "Okay, ask Biden." <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, th there you go. What did you expect was going to happen? So many people thought, "Oh, you know, I'll vote for Biden and things are going to get better." No stimulus checks. Well, now you're going to get your $1,400, not 2000 A lot of the things he promised just won't come to fruition for many of these progressives. The funny thing is, I see this meme where somebody tweeted, you know, conservatives are, are, are saying, why are you, com you know, complaining about Joe Biden? You voted for him. And they're like, it's it's not a cult and we're going to hold him accountable and all this stuff. And it's like, no, yeah. no, no, you don't understand the point. The point is, we were all screaming in your faces. He was lying to you and wasn't going to give you anything. And Trump was probably the only person who legitimately wanted people to get $2,000 checks. It was his idea. 
He well, was the he, one that said it to Cortez. Was like, just give him two thousand. Yeah, and but it was like, ha ha ha. And then it's a week went by, and they're like, yeah. So he let's give Trump, him Trump was the one who said two thousand at that number. Yeah, I mean, as far I remember that coming up on the show a couple really? of times. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of his idea, wasn't it? But like that he, number, two thousand, his response Trump. to Cortez. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, was it sixteen? Wow. Maybe he said sixteen hundred. I don't remember. Was it was it? a lot. Yeah, but he was like, saying. no, give him four times more than what you're saying yeah. right now. Trump was saying two thousand, and when I was in Georgia. Knocking on doors for free, went down three times for Leffler and Purdue. The big thing that they even had these cars with billboards on them that were electronic, and it said, Vote for Democrats to get your $2,000 check. <laughs> and I want to make this clear to the viewers that are watching. Democrats are in full control of the government, they have the White House, they have the Senate. And they have the House. Congratulations, Democrats. And like Tim said, no $2,000 check. And the Democrats sold you out. You're not getting your $15 wage increase that you thought you were going to well, get. Hold on. They didn't completely get sold out. They <laughs> they did bomb Syria. Okay. So, they're back to normal. I, I, you know, I don't know who wanted that to happen, but hey, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the hypocrisy that... The people were suckered in for voting for Democrats, thinking that they were actually going to get a change. And no, I just want to make it clear. The Democrats are not going to give you what you wanted. Right. And they're going to sell you out for power. And ultimately, uh, Joe Biden, listen, he's been in office for decades. What were you expecting? <laughs> yeah, it's, but you know, a lot of these young people didn't know. You know, when we've had some of these leftists on the show and they're like 24 years old, mm. it's like, oh, they were, you know, how old were they 10 years ago when, when Obama got elected? They were teens, in their teenagers, yeah. 12 years old or whatever. Mm. Now, you know, it, it, so it's it's 2016. They were like a late teenager in high school having no idea what politics was or what was going on. When you call Biden a plagiarist, most people probably don't understand. Like he actually dropped out of the presidential race was in 88, yes, I think, because yeah. of his, and, and he was a plagiarist. He wasn't got it, cock plagiarizing. Didn't Boris Johnson just call him a plagiarist like a couple weeks ago? He was like, build back better. Where did I hear that before? Huh, yeah. And like Joe Biden was accused of taking it. A lot of people thought it was a conspiracy. They're mm. like, why is Joe Biden using the same thing as the as the Europeans who say build back better? It's like, dude, it's not a conspiracy. It's because Joe Biden <laughs> is a plagiarist. <laughs> he has no, he doesn't have original ideas. Now, I mean, it's obvious. He's Kamala lame, Harris. Man. He's lame. Yeah, I, he 2008, is. when but, he was running against Obama, lame. he was lame as a candidate. I don't know. Never thought he would ever be in the government. I was just like, what a joke. And then Obama made him his freaking VP. What? <laughs> Gave him all that power. They, listen, listen. What? They were saying that the American people wouldn't want to vote for the first black president. And so they needed an old white man to give them familiarity. That's That's what I heard a lot in the press back then. So that's what that was the plan, you know, Joe Biden, establishment senator, career politician, old white dude. And that will help people. And then I guess the idea from McCain was let's be progressive and, and get a woman. And they ch they picked uh, Sarah Palin. Oh, what a joke. Oh, yeah. I mean, politics is Identity very often politics. a joke, to be mm. completely honest. Do you think? But, but real, real quick, you know, the Republicans, they, I think they blocked the two thousand dollars on purpose because they, they they wanted Trump out too. that, you yeah. know, McConnell and Lindsey Graham and these establishment you know, party leaders were like, now's our chance. No one gets any money. And the Democrats need only say, OK, we'll do it. Well, here's what I think happened. And it's unfortunate, but I believe the Republican establishment took a wager and they thought, let's say President Trump were to get reelected in the 2020 election, then that would mean that the Senate would probably flip Democrat in 2022. And they thought it better to lose the presidency 
but maintain their control of the Senate because that would mean judges. That would mean Supreme Court justices. And I think they took that wager and the establishment stabbed the president in the back in order to maintain power and status quo. Yeah. And the Republican Party probably thought we'll win in Georgia and so we'll be fine. And then we'll use Biden as president as justification for why people should vote for us. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats got everything. Well, and meanwhile, I have to say this. 500,000 Republicans stayed home. The Democrats did not win Georgia for any other reason than Republicans failed to show up in the numbers that they should have. And that means that would behoove us to choose better candidates. And so you at home get involved in the primary process to choose your candidate that's going on to the general election. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck with more bad candidates. I I could be flubbing the numbers, but what didn't Trump get like 3.2 million in Georgia? In the, in the, I can't say off the top of my head. It was like it was like that, and then it, I think it was like two point seven for Loeffler and, and Purdue or whatever. Like it was half a million, half down. a million down. So I, I, my my numbers may be wrong because I vaguely remember an article, but the general idea was without Trump, they can't win, and they seem to think they're going to without him. It's it's the Trump party in twenty twenty four, and you know I think there's a there's a good chance we'll see Republicans win in twenty twenty two. I'm not one hundred percent convinced though. I think Democrats have a good chance of just maintaining control. Now that they have basically everything, they can do a lot of things. They're not going to, I don't believe they'll get HR1 through. It did pass the House for obvious reasons, but now they need a 60, 60, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 60 votes in the Senate. Republicans are not going to go for this. HR1 is crazy, but maybe with some reforms. Ultimately, I just don't trust, uh, the Democratic Party, to be completely honest. I don't trust the Republican Party to actually do anything if they do win, unless there are new candidates, like you mentioned, through the primary process. So, like, I'll, I'll just throw it to you guys right now. Can can you actually, Scott? You know, you're working on this. Can you can you name one person from each party that you think is actually trying to do good? I would say, on the right, I think Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley are trying to do good. I would put stock in them as good candidates on the right side. On the left. I'll say all of Congress, too, even the House, not oh, just senators. I love Matt Gates. Yeah. Give me some Gates. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I, I wanted him to run against Marco Rubio and primary him, but he's not going to do that in Florida, yeah. unfortunately. Um, DeSantis. Look, I judge a person There's based a lot of Republicans. on not their talk, but their walk. If you are results driven, if you are actually focused on accomplishments, if you are actually writing bills and passing legislation and preventing unconstitutional measures like the mask mandates, uh, DeSantis would be my boy. And uh, he's 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 doing great. He's doing great. You think he'll be VP with Trump? Twenty twenty. You know, I want him to stay as governor. DeSantis, you're doing a great job. Stay as governor, please. We need you to stay in there. And you know, he's young. Yeah, he's young and he's got young kids and he's a wonderful wife. I could see him being definitely a presidential contender for the future. But but wait, can you name at least one Democrat you think is trying to do good? Left. <laughs> That's a hard question. No, well, it's Ian, hard because, you know, um, I mean, look hard. at look at Kristen Cinema for example. I know yeah. the progressives, they're really angry with her because she she was this was this progressive fighter that was fighting for 15. And look what she voted against the other day. <laughs> she was one of the eight Democratic senators that voted against the fight for 15. And so they I don't, already want to primary her. I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of the $15 minimum wage. Oh, I'm not either. I, I think there are other ways we have to solve this problem. I, I will say this. I certainly want people to make more than $15 yes. an hour. And I think there's a lot of issues around minimum wage. 
No, I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of cinema because she was fighting for 15. And then as soon as she got the power, she said, later, I'm, t- I'm like, how many politicians do we have are honestly saying, here's what I want to do and I'll do it. And then they do. It's easy to point out many Republicans. It's easy, you know, Ted Cruz, Holly, far from perfect. But I do believe like they're fighting for what they said they were going to fight for. Yes. Rand Paul is the easiest. Oh, yeah. yes. Like Rand Paul is probably like one of the. Pardon me, doctor. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. On the left, I can give credit to Ro Khanna, um, because he, he called out Pelosi when she was obstructing COVID relief. But it really is hard to find Democrats who are like, I'm going to do this. Trust me. And then doing it. Not even AOC. She's like, I'm going to I'm going to challenge Nancy Pelosi and then vote for her every single time. There is one gentleman, I forget his name, but he continues to primary Debbie Wasserman Schultz in Florida. Canova. Yes. <laughs> I give respect to Canova because right. he seems that he's been consistent in his messaging and dis- he won't lock in step with the Democrat yes. Party just because of Debbie Wasserman. So we, I give credit to we, Canova. We had Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And yeah. she <laughs> she was the real deal yeah. and was like, I can't be part of this joke anymore. And basically, for whatever, for whatever she's reason, going at she, it from the media now because it's yeah. way more effective but to they, change they, culture. They, there was a, a, a joke the left was saying. They said um, Tulsi Gabbard was, was assigned Republican at birth, <laughs> making a joke about her. And it's like, she's such a progressive. She's like in favor of gun control. Yeah, she's, I disagree with she, her on a lot. She, uh, she is anti-nuclear power, like at least in her hmm. policy positions. I've criticized uh, her positions for that. I disagree with them. But you could clearly see that she was at least attempting to cross the aisle and shake hands and be like, let's work together. And she abstained. I believe she abstained from impeachment, right? She was the one of the few who was like, I'm not getting involved. And there were like two other Democrats that said no. I think so. Jeff Van Drew, I'd shout out for the Democratic Party, but he quit. <laughs> he joined the Republicans. Interesting. Yeah. You know, lately, Rashida Tlaib said a few things on Twitter that I was very surprised and happy to see. You I'll know, give her a shout out. I I... I Supporting human rights and like yeah. the right to freedom of speech. I don't know. It's it's a lot of media spin, so it's hard to say that like she's the real deal. But I'm I'm really happy from what I. You know what? Hers. I'm gonna absolutely say I, I will say Rashida Tlaib. I disagree with her yeah. on a lot mm-hmm. of things, she's but consistent. but she's consistent, right? So she voted against the omnibus bill that was like a lot of this foreign spending and bloat for reasons that you know I probably don't agree with, and a lot of her policies I don't agree with. I'm just looking for someone who's going to be like, here's what I want to do, and I will do it. Mm-hmm. I look at almost every single politician and they're like, if you vote for me, I'm going to get into Congress and I'm going to end this blockade. I'm going to fight for kitchen table issues like the economy and jobs. And then 31 Democrats get in. And the first thing they do is thank you for letting me in. Impeach him. Uh-huh. Impeach him. I don't care about your insurance. I want to impeach Trump. That's what they did. That's why I'm sorry, man. When you, it, well, it was 31 districts, right? They, they flipped from 2016 to 18. Wow. You got these moderate. I think it was more than that. I think it was like 44. Wow. Whoa. In 2018. Well, but it was still yeah. fewer than the 63 that we flipped in 2010 under President right. Obama. Right. So they want to make it seem like it was this massive, big landslide. No, the biggest was in 2010 under President Obama. Just yeah. saying. Well, so you had these Democrats promising to fight for you. Yes. So so people were sitting there watching Republicans in 2016 have the House, the Senate, and you know the presidency. Not a whole lot got done, which is amazing. The Republicans had the power, but they didn't want to do it because the establishment doesn't like Trump. And so then these people say, give me something different. I'm sick of this culture war stuff. And along came these moderates. I'm doing air quotes. And they were like, if you vote for us, we will fight for health care and jobs. We don't care about Trump. We don't care about his naughty words. We're going to try and work with the Republicans to get you something, something tangible. And then what happened right away? Nancy Pelosi walked right up to each and every one who won and said, now you'll do as I say. And they said, yes, ma'am. And so then they went all in on impeachment. 
There was nothing substantive. And you know, if it were me, I'd say, no, I understand Mitch McConnell is obstructing the bills the House is sending because there is a break. This happens. It happens in politics. The Senate will be Republican. The House will be Democrat and nothing gets done. But I still would not entertain this ridiculous BS that was this this fake impeachment. For what reason? That's what we get. I don't know. Vehemence. It was weird. It seemed like an emotional response. I, I, from the outside, it looked so ridiculous. The impeachment? Yeah. And then look at, going back to what we were talking about with Cuomo, how like the news was being held back. The press wouldn't report it. And then only after the election did it get released. Same with COVID. The numbers went down 55. They're like, COVID numbers are down 55%. Now that Trump's out of office. Then it was a week later. Now it's 60%. And then a couple weeks later, now it's 70% down. Now that Trump's out of office. They weren't saying that now that Trump's out of office. But they, but, but, but they weren't holding that news back. That news just happened after Trump got out. I'm saying quite, I'm I'm saying quite literally, you had the Hunter Biden story suppressed. And then after the election, Oh, that whole thing was true, by the way. You had the Cuomo nursing home numbers, and then they, they suppress it. And then after the election, oh, by the way, Cuomo's, you know, killed these people. Then you had impeachment. Officer Sicknick in the Capitol riots. Oh, he was killed by a fire extinguisher. And then after impeachment, oh, that wasn't true. The Time News article about fortification of elections could have come out before the election. It had been happening since 2019. They knew about it. Yep. They waited till after the election. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, the shadow, the shadow yeah. campaign, the fortification, they called it. They, 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 you know, I looked at that article and I'm like, always return to the scene of the crime. They wanted everybody to know. I mean, that figuratively, YouTube, calm down. They wanted everybody to know the work they were doing to fortify the election. It's hard work, man. As I describe it, they, they oceans 11 Trump. You know, the rules were changed a year in advance. Mail-in voting, all of these big drives. There was one woman in Texas who got arrested for, for ballot harvesting, but you had, you know, votes in the park or whatever in Wisconsin. A lot of things that were, they were challenged and the Supreme Court just said, no, nah, we don't care about none of this. We're not going to hear it. Wow, and dude. then Clarence Thomas was like, if we're not going to hear it before, we're not going to hear it during and we're not going to hear it after. When will anyone get resolution on any of this stuff? Yeah, I guess you won't. So anyway, the, the, this whole thing started by asking, Scott, because you're, you're going after these America last politicians to be mm-hmm. able to name somebody. And it's like, how, why is it? That it's easy to name a handful of conservatives that are doing what they say they want to do, Republicans. And it's so difficult to find Democrats that are, are you know, doing what they say. Look, I think you need only look at H.R. 1 that wants to. It's this voting bill. They call it voting rights bill, or it's actually just a voter reform bill. They want to lower the voting age to 16. That's, that's as low information as you can go hmm. for a political party. The Democrats say, we just want more people to be able to vote. And I'm like, I'd love it if everyone you know, of a certain age, had the right, had, had the ability to vote. But I also think if you're, if that's your goal, you really want low information voters, like people who don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stupid mm. people are allowed to vote. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it's indicative of what the party represents. I would have voted Thus, for whoever my parents told me to vote for if I was 16. Right. Right. Mm. Yes, well, you probably would. I think if you want more voters, you should make it so that felons can vote. Because I do think that's a right. And I think that once you've paid your debt to society by going to prison, if you want voters, get the felon vote. I agree. I, mean? I, I, I think I that, that people idea. who serve their, their time and debt to society should have their, they shouldn't lose rights for this. Right. They should. It's own like state by state. Right. I here's think, your gun and states. here's your vote. Have a nice day. Exactly. Yeah. No, nah, but we, and it, it's really crazy. You get a felony, like you're, you're a second class citizen at this point. It's mm-hmm. too bad. And I, I think that's wrong. I do. I think we're supposed to have rehabilitation, not retribution. People who go to prison, we're supposed to be like, you, you promise to do better. All right. Okay. Come on out. Here's your job. Here are your rights. You can participate the same as everybody else. If you do it again, you go back to prison. 
If it's already illegal, why do we need to do these things? I, I'm not a fan. I don't Certain like, like nonviolent felonies for sure. Like if, if it's like re- repeating violent felonies, maybe maybe you got to remove them from society for a while. But violence, right? You you get you know maximum security prisons and things like that. But uh, yeah, especially nonviolent stuff, which is another. I'll, I'll say it's a disappointment. I was hoping that Trump on the way out would take bolder action in terms of pardoning yeah. people. And he didn't. And he yeah. pardoned that, that, you know, corrupt, was it the mayor from Detroit or whatever? Ugh. So what was your thoughts on Trump generally? Well, I mean, today I put out a tweet talking about policies that I stand for. You know, I want fair trade, not free trade. And I want lower corporate tax. And I want to secure the border. And, you know, a lot of the things that I was tweeting about, uh, people were like, well, those are President Trump's policies. And it was just interesting to see how every single one of those that he was working towards or had accomplished. And uh, and that's what I think the future of the Republican Party is and endless wars. He put a cap on insulin prices. What's the first thing that President uh, Biden does? He removes the cap. Now yep. insulin is skyrocketing during a pandemic. I mean, how heartless can you be uh, to our community facing diabetes that you're going to skyrocket the price of insulin. And uh, it was just really interesting that the things that I put out were so non-controversial. Like, for example, let's stop giving funding and foreign aid to countries that say death to America or hate us or who are having camps for terrorism bomb training classes you know why are we funding those countries can anyone answer me that question and why are we not focusing on building our infrastructure making sure that our schools are funded and not worse than japan why are we rebuilding china why are we rebuilding the rest of the world and not investing in our infrastructure and i think if we move forward with those policies we'll have a very successful right what um you said fair trade, which sounded kind yes. of interesting. How would you define that? For example, oh, I know I love talking about this issue. I am not a free trader. I think free trade is fool's trade. For example, why am I going to allow another country like China to impose a tariff on my products while I don't impose a tariff back on them? I just think that's the most asinine thing ever that I'm going to allow you to steal from me. And basically, I'm going to reward you for stealing from me by then not imposing a tariff back on you. I just think that is fool's trade. And so if you do it to my products, I'm going to do it back to you. And I just think it was so also asinine that for the longest time, America had a higher corporate tax than other countries. Why not make ourselves competitive and say, wait a second, if we lower the corporate tax, maybe more businesses are going to come to our country as opposed to leaving the country to go to a corporate tax haven overseas. And I just think we need to make things more common sense and just go, wow, let's go to the lowest common denominator to make things more competitive, to bring more business to America. Combine those issues, right? Joe Biden was in favor of free trade agreements. He was in favor of increasing the minimum wage and increasing corporate tax rates. What will those three things do? Okay, if I can set up a factory in China and I pay a lower tax and a lower wage to my employees, I save a bunch of money. And then I can send all my products back to the U.S. for free? 
is an extraction. And it is it is it is the most insane combination of policies. And the American workers will be too expensive to hire because they're all making a gigantic wage at minimum. So you got to hire outside or, the country. It'll drive American salaries and wages down. It'll force them down. And we see this happen. Okay, these free trade agreements did this. It's why it's why Bernie Sanders in 2016 was popular and Trump because Bernie was saying the same things. Open borders is a Koch brothers proposal. <laughs> these free trade agreements. Right. And he got smeared. The World Socialist website called Bernie Sanders a capitalist nationalist. Free trade is yes. dangerous. They called him that. It was hilarious. Free trade doesn't lead to freedom. It leads to corporate slavery. Like well, if you allow corporations to trade unfetteredly, they do things like the what was it? The um Trans-Pacific Partnership, where yeah. they're basically giving corporations the ability to sue American citizens, to sue our government for, like, defamation or for what they would call, like— uh, it's It was an extraction. It was like hollowing out the United States. The American workers were getting left behind. Small small towns were falling apart. Mm. And that's why people just were screaming, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Mm. And then Bernie—you know, it's unfortunate that Bernie sold out and he went— totally establishment and changed his tune from fighting for the working class to, you know, white privilege and social justice. Cause that, I guess he became rich and he didn't want to let it go. Yeah. There, oh, there was the, in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, there was a clause called the, uh, investor state dispute settlement that said that if, uh, American citizens were to discriminate is the actual word they use and say, I don't want to buy Malaysian oil that the, then the Malaysian oil companies could sue the government for discrimination against them. <laughs> and then we what? as taxpayers would have to pay this corporation's Lost it. it was insane. I, I think I think one of the reasons we saw the economy do so well in 2019 was a combination of Trump's policies. He was, you know, we, we saw in Michigan the the auto factories started coming back because, well, now uh, the famous line from Michael Moore. He, Michael Moore said Trump walks into this into this executive executive office or whatever with these these bigwigs and says, "I will put a 30 percent tariff on your vehicles if you make them overseas, and no one will ever buy your car again." And Michael Moore was like, no one ever said that to these people, to these to these these fat cats who are sending the jobs overseas for dirt wages for you got to think about what these companies do. They don't want to pay health care benefits. They don't want to pay a living wage. So what happens? You give them a good free trade agreement and they can hire some people in China for pennies on the dollar with no rights and then sell that car back to the American people. But guess what? The American people are slowly losing their access and wealth. So the, the, the resources of the Americans are being stripped away. The only thing that really props all of this up. And this is where it gets more dastardly. Uh, I'll, before I start, I'll say, Scott, your response, like your, 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 the things you talk about is a sound, responsible American policy of Americans working hard and earning what they, you know, what, what they work for. Right now, it's the petrodollar. It's, it's Joe Biden basically being like, it doesn't matter how much money we print because we'll shoot anybody who tries to trade oil off the dollar. Hmm. So we can print all the money in the world and we don't got to export anything other than killing people. Going to other countries, blowing them up, you combine Donald Trump's policies, and then you look at why the establishment hated him so much. Abraham Accords, historic peace agreements in the Middle East. Yet there was there was an increase in drone bombings. He did get rid of ISIS, though. So Trump was not perfect in the Middle East, but we weren't seeing the escalation in Syria. We were seeing de-escalation across the board, and these peace agreements meant we're less likely to go and blow up people who defy the petrodollar. And Trump was like, Americans can work hard and earn their living. And then you have the, the, the establishment elites going, we have to work? Oh, no. No, I'd rather just shoot people. Military industrial complex is like, but who will we sell our bombs to? So all of these status quo establishment people were just like, dude, it was so easy to extract wealth. And then the military industrial complex was like, it was so easy just selling bombs. Can we just go back to pointing the American gun at other countries who refuse to use the petrodollar again? Then we don't got to work. 
Well, since we're talking about oil for a second, why isn't the news talking about the fact that Joe Biden stopping the Keystone Pipeline? That's just putting more money in Putin's pockets by making us less energy independent. And nobody's talking about under President Trump. We went to number one. I think we were number one, Saudi Arabia was number two, and Russia was number three, right? By not having the Keystone Pipeline, we're making ourselves vulnerable again uh, to Russia uh, having a bigger sphere in geopolitics. And not only that, but let's talk about for a second, the, the Democrats always like to say that they are green and they care about the environment and they are these stewards. Listen, the oil is coming into our country one way or another. It's either coming by rail, it's coming by ship, it's coming by automobile, right? Which causes more of a carbon footprint, pipeline or any of the other three uh, things I just mentioned. And so that shows me they don't actually care. And Joe Biden's policy uh, doesn't have anything to do with the green effect whatsoever. There, yeah. there, there's a lot to break down. Uh, so it, it, I believe it is it is simply true. The Keystone Pipeline, a pipeline transferring oil, consumes less carbon than freight delivery. Correct. Then there's a question about which leaks more. And I, I believe, and I could be wrong, so fact check me, that it still leans heavily against freight delivery, that freight is more likely to spill or leak than the pipeline hmm. does. But the pipeline did have many leaks. So I, I got to say, you know what? Let me give this one to, to the left. Let, just for the sake of argument, I'll say, okay, fine. The Keystone Pipeline you didn't like and you shut it down because you believe in the environment. I'm so glad that you're concerned about renewable energies and reducing our carbon emissions. So when do we open our new power plant, our, our new, new nuclear power plants? <laughs> when do we get these thorium salt reactors online, which are zero carbon emission, mm -hmm. carbon neutral, hmm. renewable and safe? And they oppose it. Even Tulsi Gabbard was opposed to this. Hmm. And I like Tulsi Gabbard. We have a fusion uh, research facility at JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California, that looks like it's like on the horizon. Where's that at? Who, who's stopping that? Who, who's, who's Why isn't that in the headlines of every paper yeah, saying every day? We, we, if we want to talk about green energy. And, and, I, and I agree, like, I, I think if we want to be number one energy exporters, energy production, fusion energy is going to change the world. Hmm. So if we if we accomplish that, then oil is a thing of the past. For now, the best energy, I believe the best energy return on energy invested is nuclear energy. For some reason, they don't want. You know what I think it is? I don't think it's about energy. I think it's about holding this this military uh, um yeah, the petrodollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's about having control strategically around the planet and justifying it. So long as everyone's using oil and, and, and they have to use the dollar to exchange it and we have the weapons and we're positioned, then that's it. It's control for the establishment. Uh, uh, two things. I agree with you. If we went off the petrodollar, it could be the American dollar could be completely useless. It would be wiped out. Yeah, completely. It'd be totally wiped out. And, um, We'd be broke overnight. As for the pipeline, I agree. It's messy. It spills. There's lots. I don't know, 20, 30, how many spills last year? It was like 26. Yeah, or yeah. Quite a bit of spills. But it's like they're saying, look, we have the Cutter Turkey pipeline. So it doesn't, the oil's going to spill regardless of if it's coming out of Russia or if it's coming out of Canada. But it's like they don't want to spill it on the floor of the ivory tower. They don't want to mess up. Our, our, our luscious land, but they just want to mess up their luscious land and they still want to transport the, get the same dirty crap. So I think it's insane. I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't live on the land. I know that people that live on the land that are having a pipeline drove, drove through their yards and getting oil spilled into their crops and stuff are, are devastated. But is it, we're going to drill it out of the ground anyway. When I, when I talk to people about Keystone, they immediately say it's, it's not about oil spills. It's about the Native Americans right to the land. And then I'm like, 
okay, well, if there's like legitimate land ownership issues, and I, and I absolutely respect like, you know, we go back in time and there are a lot of violations of trees and things like that. But that doesn't mean shut the pipeline down. If it's already built. I mean, you've got people who have spent all these resources on it. I suppose maybe it means move it or I don't, I don't know what your, the argument really becomes because Joe Biden's reason for shutting it down, it was, it was what climate change, you know, it's, it's, so it feels like they're moving the goalposts in that regard, that when it becomes an issue of Native American sacred land, it's kind of like, all right, I guess. But weren't we just talking about climate change? Cause I'm, I'm definitely willing to have that conversation. I don't, I don't want to steal anybody's land. You know what I mean? Like I believe in private property rights. So if there's like legit claims, like, oh, you got a problem, Keystone, if you're building on someone else's property, why aren't we having that argument then? Why is it all about climate change and you're ignoring it? If you cared about the Native Americans, maybe that would be the forefront of this conversation. And the no DAPL protests were focused on that, but they were sending in cops to go shut it down. And where were the, where are the Democrats? It's all just climate change is the core issue. Meanwhile, the more we slow ourselves down in our energy production, it's just benefiting China, who is building more coal power plants. I'll tell you, man, if they, it, listen, my problem with the climate change crowd is that they want me to sacrifice. They want me to do all these things I'm absolutely willing to do. I love trees. I love nature. I love being out in the wilderness and all that stuff. We're building a little chicken city. It's great. You have I wanna, solar I wanna, panels and I, batteries. I, absolutely. Yep. Solar power. We try, we try and do our best. Biodegradable, uh, curried cups because we want to make That's sure, for sure we're recycling. It's the, it's the, it's, uh, what's it called? PLA. It's the, it's the cornstarch version stuff. We're very, very eco-friendly here. Not PLA. That's a type of plastic. Oh, right, right, right. What is it then? What's the cellulose maybe? I'm not sure. I thought it was, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought PLA was the, was, no. I could be wrong. I Whatever. A, I need a anyway, plastics expert. It's, it's, it's made of, it's made of cornstarch. It's, awesome. it's like a plastic, made, so it breaks down. Hmm. And so we do these things. And then I look to these celebrities and they're flying in private jets. <laughs> they're buying beachfront property. And I'm like, so are you really concerned about this? Cause you'd be building nuclear power plants if you really cared about I'm this. I'm not really concerned about the, the carbon emissions cause we can recapture it and turn it into graphene by depositing <laughs> carbon dioxide onto palladium. I mean, there's tests and studies like, why isn't that also on the, like, think, you gotta think Bro, a little bit, politics. a little bit forward. Politics. Yeah. They've got a boogeyman. They got the money. They need to sell the oil and they're I acting think, like climate change is important, but they got to sell the oil to keep I think, the machine I, turning. I think climate change is a big problem. And I think these elites, their mentality is, if everyone else sacrifices, I won't have to. Hmm. I'm like, sorry, like, who are you to fly in a private jet and buy beachfront property because you think everyone else is going to do the heavy lifting and you don't have to. That's like, imagine you have a roommate and he's just like sitting back like, you guys clean the house. I'm just going to sit here and eat pizza all night and do whatever I want. It's like, nah, we all got to pitch in, bro. You can't be the one complaining about how the house is all messy and then be the one who's sitting in your room playing video games all night, drinking Mountain Dew and eating pizza. Like everybody's got to pitch in to clean this place up. So when I hear this from them, I don't, I don't trust them. I don't believe them. I don't. I'm sorry. I do think climate change is a problem. I just don't believe them when they say they care. So when Keystone gets shut down, there are so many questions around it. Is it more dangerous? Are there more spills? There's arguments. It's not true. Is it more uh, energy efficient? Is there less carbon emissions from it? So maybe it was a net positive. Well, I don't believe the liars who are, who are telling me all these things and then, and then BSing me and who also reject nuclear power. Sorry, I've not heard a good argument against nuclear power. The only argument I ever hear is Fukushima, Three Mile Island, and Chernobyl. And I'm like, look, Chernobyl, early technology, Soviet Union, shoddy authoritarianism, like shoddy worksmanship, authoritarianism, essentially slave labor. The whole thing was was a failure and it collapsed and it was really, really bad. Chernobyl was bad. Fukushima, massive earthquake, massive earthquake. Giant flood. Giant flood. So I understand that's the best argument against nuclear power. It was the tsunami. And then the, uh, it was the earthquake and then the tsunami that came in. And that, the reason that's a good example is because they built F Fukushima correctly and a natural disaster occurred causing this damage. I'll have that argument. Absolutely. 
But we also have thorium salt reactors. Yeah. And we can build them inland and away from fault lines and other places like this. Doesn't produce corium. It wouldn't have the impact on the earth. They're both types of nuclear power, but they're completely different chemical reactions. So, so that's where, the problem. where is it? Where is, you know, we, we, we have this stuff on the horizon. We, we hear about fourth generational nuclear power in Europe. It's buried under the fear of ignorance. People don't understand the difference or often of thorium and, and or is it a boogeyman thorium. that can weaponize? Nuclear sounds scary, right? Huh. So they can tell all their voters, no, no, don't let them do it. Vote for us and we'll save you. Hmm. And then in the meantime, they actually just, it's a detriment to everybody else when they restrict this technology. Granted, I think everybody's in favor of fusion. So if we get the JPL's fusion ignition, you know, to happen, then it's going to be, you know. Then the U.S. dollar would collapse probably and, and the entire world would have unlimited energy. And well, fusion's not unlimited. It's not. It's, it's just it's, it's like just great. tens of thousands of years worth in, in like a piece. Like it does. It's not unlimited. It just goes for a long time. I don't think time. the EROEI, the energy return on energy invested is that high. It's huh. high. Like we can produce a lot of energy with less input into it. But I don't think it's like, you know, cold fusion is like the theoretical great. Like we're talking about like regular fusion. They're trying to get ignition where, you know, they can make the process. Yeah. When the you know, when the deuterium that, collides and becomes uh, helium, it releases uh, like a leftover form of matter that's extracted as heat, which then can be converted into, well, I guess steam, which could create a laser to continue the reaction. And then you're creating more heat than is needed long, to produce the laser. L- long and scientific story short. <laughs> just keep pumping deuterium in, it's which politics. is in all over the ocean. You know, we yeah. got a lot of it. I, it's, it's politics. Let's just slap a name on it. Green fusion. Yeah, there yes. you go. It's perfect. All we need Green is a nuclear. good PR stunt. That's right. Green fusion. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, don't call it nuclear. Yeah, we should. We should uh, how about we don't call it nu- nuclear and we call it, you know, green decay. No, decay is too negative, no, right? Yeah, decay, too deep. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's a word we can use instead of nuclear energy? Fusion. You know? No, no, no. So it's like... Fusion. A, I green, like green fusion. Green fusion's nice. Green Sounds radio like the energy. Of a band or something. Green fusion. Well, but if we're talking That's, about yeah. nuclear power plants, which is different from the fusion, what can we say? It's also a type of nuclear power. That's the crazy thing. They're all, the, all this has happened in the nucleus of atoms. So mm. it just depends on the type green of atom. Green fusion. The green fusion deal. Who can oppose the green fusion? I don't deal, think anyone. Right? Yeah. We'll call it the green energy Atomic deal. Atomic energy. Yes. The oh, green yeah. energy deal. There yeah. we go. All right, do you support the green energy deal? Definitely. Oh, there we go. Sounds Congratulations. Nice. Sounds enticing. Yeah. Tell me about it. Does that have anything to do with race kind relations? Of like, you know, they're really good, the Democrats, which is something I think we could learn from them. They're great at naming these bills. You know, yes. they'll call it the Equality Act, uh-huh. which we all know is <laughs> yep. inequal and has nothing to do with equity. And so we need to do a better job. Like, why would you vote? Against the Save the Puppies and Kittens yes. Act. <laughs> Why would you do that? Don't you love the dolphins too? Save, you know? save the Puppies Act. What does that do? It provides $17 billion <laughs> to the war effort to bomb things. Well, you see, why are you calling the Save the Puppies Act? Well, we saw a video of a dog in Syria. Yeah. And we were concerned that the militants there might harm it. So we're going to save the puppies by bombing Syria mm. and taking their Excellent. oil. And the because average, the dogs could get sick from the oil. The, yes. And the average American <laughs> doesn't understand all of the pork that goes into it. And they don't understand yep. the new COVID bill doesn't actually 100% go to our paychecks and to American citizens. And then they use that as propaganda to say, oh, see, the Republicans won't vote for this bill. Meanwhile, the Republicans understand the poison pill that went into the bill. Have you read 1984? 
I have not. It's great. It's by George Orwell about dystopian reality in the year 1984. Um, and he wrote it before the year. So it was like a futuristic world war where there's these two giant war powers, basically, and they're just pure propaganda. And you're always at war or you're at peace or you're at war or you're at war with someone else. And all you're getting is news media. They have this thing called doublespeak. And this is basically doublespeak. They'll call it the Ministry of Peace. And that's where they declare war. That's their war department. <laughs> and that's what they're doing with these bills. It's It's... You know, yeah. I don't know what the it, Patriot Act. Well, the Patriot and, Act. Well, Double look at speak. them seeking justice, but doing it in an unjust way, burning down cities. Yes. Remember, remember that CNN in the name art- of peace. You remember the CNN article that said, "Meet the Antifa group who seeks peace through violence." <laughs> yes. No joke. What? That was I like that. CNN wrote that. Oh my! Seek yeah. peace through violence. <laughs> yep. That's just like, you know. <sighs> I can't say I, 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 I will never <laughs> I will never like run for office. Almost, but I swear if I was in Congress, if I was in the Senate or whatever, I'd draft a bill called the like the Donald Trump is the worst president act. <laughs> and it would it would just do all these awesome things. It would be like, you know, the peace, get the people violence, the checks they want. This is so in implicit in our system, in our video games, in our movies, like the heat. There's a bad guy causing chaos. The, the hero kills him and then everyone's happy again. And like, so it's in our brains, like, oh, if you destroy the enemy, there will be peace. That's, that's why Wonder Woman was a great movie. Do you see Wonder Woman, the first one, Scott? Mm-mm. Uh, I'm going to spoil it for everybody. It's okay. fairly old at this point. But basically, Wonder Woman believes if she defeats the god of war, everyone will be ha- live happily ever after and war will end. And then, you know, Chris Pine's character is like, it doesn't work that way. People just fight sometimes. And then when she defeats Ares, the god of war, nothing changes. Hmm. Because all he was doing was whispering in people's ears. The people were carrying on. Mm. They were fighting. And so it's a cool movie because this idea is you think defeating this one bad guy solves all your problems. The left, the, the left believes in this. They're like, Trump is the problem. Trump is the problem. We better vote for Biden. Now Biden's doing the same things. It's worse, actually. Trump gave more people stimulus checks than, than Biden is. And people are surprised. And now Biden is means testing it. So less people are getting, uh, people are getting <laughs> less money. And they're surprised to find that out. But, you know, to be fair, the left still hates Trump more than this. But they genuinely believe a lot of people thought, vote out Trump and then it'll be utopia. Mm -hmm. There's this funny meme where it was like, y'all are so dumb if you think Biden's going to bomb Syria. You're making this up. (laughs) And it's just like now it gets shared over and over and over again. Because it's like all the gloating Trump supporters like high-fiving each other and laughing like, told you so. And don't forget the anti-war progressives who are laughing too, saying told you so as well. And then you have... You know, for what it's for, for whatever reason, the establishment shell types or tribalists just don't care. They're like, whatever. You know, well, I think the work that we're doing going into 2022 is so critically important. And here's why, you know, here we're talking about the media that gets to write whatever it wants. And there's no accountability None. We can't hold the media's feet to their fire, right? And we can't hold them accountable. And then we have these politicians like Cuomo. And where is the justice for his actions? And so I think the average feeling of the American person is they feel so discouraged because they feel like they have no power. They can't hold anybody accountable, the people that lead them, the people that represent them. 
and ultimately the people that they see on TV who lied to them. And that's why 2022 is important because we finally had the opportunity to do a couple things. If you're a conservative or if you want to take over peacefully and democratically, the Republican Party, 2022 is your opportunity to use the primary democratic process to replace these America last politicians with America first ones. And I'm just encouraging everybody to get involved, that this is your final moment, that if you want to have accountability in the process, then join the voting process. Let's talk about the media, because you mentioned they can write whatever they want. And I'm just I'm absolutely dying to cover this because I just it's about me (laughs) and, you know, love myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tweeted impeach Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) This is clearly not a real, real tweet. But uh, Michael Malice, I learned from the best. And I put a bunch of party hat celebration emojis, followed by the winking meme from WandaVision. (laughs) Like, can I make it any more obvious? You can't impeach the queen. That was the joke because they want to impeach Trump. So basically what happened was, I don't know, something happened where the queen was called racist, I guess. I have no idea. I don't care about the royal family or Meghan Markle or whatever it is they're doing. But apparently there was something about the baby. And then people were complaining about the queen or something. So then I jokingly put impeach Queen Elizabeth. Jokingly. Obviously. In what what reality would someone think you? I legitimately thought you could impeach a monarch. If it were that easy, we wouldn't have had a revolution. We'd be like, I vote to impeach King George or, or whatever. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about no accountability in media. From me, e, from M E A W W. Can Queen be impeached? Call for monarch's <laughs> removal after Meghan and Harry's racism claim in Oprah interview. So. uh This is just absolutely incredible. Let me read this paragraph for you. (laughs) Several people criticized the monarchy for its ignorant response, which failed to address the actual issues raised by Sussex's American journalist Timothy Daniel Poole, better known as Tim Poole. Use my middle name. (laughs) I'm in trouble. On social media, even went on to call for the impeachment (laughs) of of the queen. He tweeted, impeach Queen Elizabeth. First of all, she's Queen Elizabeth II. The other queen, Queen Elizabeth, is dead, I'm pretty sure. That's out of context. They didn't put all the emojis. That's right. They didn't didn't put all the party head emojis celebrating. (laughs) The 35-year-old, who was also a YouTuber and political commentator, received support from people on the social site. As one user wrote, let's call Congress into session because we're the world police, right? This, this, this is a journalist. Like, a, a, a human being wrote this. And so some people have pointed out, they're not stupid. They did it on purpose. They're trying to manipulate the people who don't use social media into genuinely believing I'm calling. I would love for this to be added to my Wikipedia page. Just please. <laughs> Tim Pool has called for the impeachment. It's here. <laughs> hey, NewsGuard certified source, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. But as if you could call Congress into session to remove the British queen. It's amazing stuff. They write this stuff without doing any research. Let me read a little bit more. They say, another user uh, commented, then let's make it happen before or after her next election, asked a third user. (laughs) What? Whoa. That's amazing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please share this segment with your friends and family to help them understand why the media is fake news. Not all of it, not all the time, but just come on. So I'm going to reveal the dark secret. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to reveal a very dark secret, my friend. Uh-oh. Um, I was I wasn't going to say anything about this, but because I've accomplished my goal already, I think it's now fair that I can reveal my experiment. Yeah. I, I I've been saying for a long time I hate Twitter and I don't want to use it. Right. And then I thought, but, you know, I got 810,000 followers and like there are people who follow me. 
what what is the upside of Twitter? What's the point of using it? I mean, you can generate news coverage and attention for yourself and people are it's a community. They're talking. But for me running a business, there is zero upside. It is only a detriment. Tweets are taken out of context. I'm accused of things I didn't say or mean. And I'm like, I'll, I'll say something that's like, you know, I think it, the famous joke is I like pancakes. You hate waffles. And that's what Twitter is. So I decided to do an experiment. I call this anti-tweeting. I tweeted, you need to understand the power of anti-tweeting. Journalists don't do research. So what you anti-tweet is taken as law. So anti-tweet stuff and watch the news world sound like lunatics. The point being, instead of tweeting actual opinions, tweet garbled nonsense and leftist tribalist talking points to see what happens. So I've tweeted Biden is the most popular president in American history. Mm. I've tweeted Biden rules. So excited for his speech. Yes. Just things that I just I don't care. I don't care about Twitter, but I have a theory. My theory was news media commentary on an individual is based off of their tweets and nothing else. They won't do research. And so I had this idea. If I spend a certain amount of time tweeting things that are absolutely counter to my actual personality on this show, because I don't care about Twitter anyway. I'll tweet things like Biden is great party hat celebration. Yeah. I tweeted uh, 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 when they announced Joe Biden was going to give a speech. I was like, I'm so excited. I have been in, in anxiety waiting for the speech to happen. This is going to be amazing. Biden rules. And I'm like, I'm just waiting. I want to see if it'll work because I genuinely believe it will. I got the idea because I tweeted that the Mr. Potato Head thing was stupid. Who cares about the gender of a potato? And the independent took my tweet and claimed I was an outraged conservative. <laughs> And I just, I was, I was what? I was making fun of the people who are making fun of me. I don't care about a potato. So I'm like, okay, let's play this game. I'll just tweet garbled nonsense and left tribal talking points, like pro-Democrat stuff, and see what happens. And sure enough, like only a week, an article pops up (laughs) saying Tim Pool calls for the impeachment of the queen. And I was like, it works. It absolutely works. So now I'm just going to start, I'm like, I don't, look, I don't care if people follow me or not. I hate Twitter. I think it's an awful place. I'm just going to... Either the, the full on, you know, Michael Malice is one of the masters of Twitter. He knows how to just tweet things that you can't decipher. Yeah. And then it's a reflection of the tribal individual. So if, you know, when he says we don't deserve Donald Trump, that's like the easiest explanation because you don't know if it's for or against Trump. And then people who assume he's on the right will say you love Trump. People on the left will be like, you're right. We don't deserve this. So I'm thinking like I'll do a series of those things. Very ridiculous posts. Like, I got to be honest, I did put the winking emoji on the impeach Queen Elizabeth thing. But I, I, when I typed in impeach Queen Elizabeth, I was sitting there thinking for a second. I'm like, is this stupid enough to work? Like, <laughs> it's a really stupid tweet. You know what I mean? Like, is this going to trick any journalists? Underestimate Whatever. Journalists. I don't yeah. care about Twitter. Click. And here we go. Now we have an article. Tim Pool calls for the impeachment of the queen. But guess what? It's historical fact now. Which means on Wikipedia, you can add a section that says Tim Pool called for the impeachment and removal of Queen Elizabeth. And it's, a, it's, very, it's certified. But here's the best part. My public statements don't count as a legitimate source, a reliable source. Hmm. Here's the best part. M-E-A-W-W is a NewsGuard certified site. I don't know if it's considered reliable by Wikipedia. Someone could now add to my Wikipedia, Tim Pool called for impeaching the Queen. I can then publicly state to millions of people on my show... I was screwing with the media because I thought it was funny and they can't add my explanation to the Wikipedia Hmm. because statements from me don't count. But a journalist claiming I said something does. Hmm. I figure if I carry on with this anti-tweet campaign, eventually get to a point where I can easily prove the paradox because my Wikipedia page should end up being garbled, nonsensical (laughs) gibberish Mm -hmm. like Tim Pool, a pro-Democrat Biden donator 
uh, donor who regularly cheers for Donald Trump on, you know, on, on, you know, on YouTube or whatever. And it's just like, make it nonsensical. Mm-hmm. So what'll end up happening? Journalists don't do research, but my public statements don't count as a reliable source. The more journalists quote tweet me and the more they say Tim Pool did X, the more my historical record will turn into garbled, mangled nonsense. And I'm all here for it. It'll be hilarious. I keep thinking about the Egyptian hieroglyphs, and I wonder how many of them were the garbled, <laughs> garbled sarcasm. I don't, I don't know. Twitter's a new thing, man. So yeah, but garbled sarcasm isn't. You could be like, I'm a pro-peace isolationist who loves that Joe Biden just bombed Syria. You could say something like that. That's an anti-tweet. Sort of. So what, what'll, not necessarily, right? Because if I said it's, it's so great that Joe Biden, Joe Biden bombed Syria, they'll read that as sarcasm. If I just say it's, it's, it's uh, a good anti-tweet would be, I'm proud to have a president who can make decisive actions in the Middle East. This is real leadership. Right? So it's like, that's not sarcasm. I'm just legit saying something stupid that I don't actually believe, but it's on Twitter. So I can explain right now. This is my favorite part about all of this. I, I learned this, you know, because I'm like, I'm watching how, how Wikipedia works and stuff. I'm watching how I can literally say in the microphone, I, I believe universal health health care is something to strive for. It's a challenge to get there, but I'm absolutely in favor of it. Not like Bernie Sanders with abolishing private health insurance. Mm. Uh, I think social programs are fantastic. And I was a, a beneficiary of social programs that helped helped me stave off homelessness. But I do think there's corruption we should we should weed out. I can say as many left-wing policy positions as possible. I'm pro-choice. I'm actually in favor of diversity in films and movies, just not this woke garbage. Like, I'd actually love to see more uh, women and people of color as lead roles in superhero films. And they will keep saying over and over again, it doesn't matter what Tim Pool says, he's right wing. Okay, well, then I'll go on Twitter and get all the journalists in the world to say I love Biden. And then write whatever you want, but the official sources say Tim Pool loves Joe Biden. And then I'll have all the videos in the world on my channel where I'm like, Biden's trash. Mm. So I think it'll be, a, it's, it's an interesting, and uh, you know you know what I realized? I love it. Let me explain too. I don't care about what these journalists say about me. I mean, there was a period maybe where I was like, I was worried that they were going to try and cause damage to my person, my business, my property. And now I'm just like, I really don't care. Part of it's because when you have the microphone in a TV show of your own, it does, doesn't really matter what other people say because people are coming to you directly for the source. So you can always talk about how that's how Rogan's navigated it throughout the years. It's just like, come on, guys. Well, like, I'll, people I'll, know who I'll you clarify are. too, like deliberate attempts to destroy my business and defame and slander and, 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 and those things. Absolutely, I will reject, resist, and if I have to, file court cases, right? I'm just saying, like, when they say insane things about me, like, that are opinions, Tim Pool is right wing and, you know, whatever, and we don't like him and he's an idiot. I'm like, okay, I don't care if you insult me. I don't care if you, if you don't like my opinions. You can, you can say nasty things about me, fine, whatever. But I can break the system. You know what I mean? I guess you just have to not care about Twitter. And I just really don't. Yeah, not take it too seriously. I, well, Internet in general and, like, the way people feel about you, it's really, you know, as long as you you have access to communicate with people, that's the key. If they, I think when your when your rights are threatened, and you're threatened with prison and like being removed from society, that's very dangerous. But as long as you're a free citizen, like I I used to tweet my work, I used to tweet links to YouTube videos, I used to be like, here's my latest video, and I realized it didn't do anything for me. It just resulted in haters hating on me, tweeting garbage. So I just like, why am I bothering with this website? I could put out a tweet. It's 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 the meme of Twitter. I could put out a tweet where I'm like. Having a great, what did I tweet? I was like, I want to get chickens. And people are like, you're so dumb. You're, 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 you're an idiot. Chickens are stupid. You're stupid. And I'm like, what's the point of telling people I want chickens? What is the True. upside to being like, we're building Chicken City? On this show, we get critical comments, but most people are like, 
We're enjoying the content, Tim. Enjoy watching your show. Twitter is a place where you can go and yell at somebody. So I'm like, all right, let's have fun with it. Let's just go nuts. Journalists take this stuff seriously and they don't do fact checking or research. All right. I'll start saying a bunch of weird stuff and just see. I got to be honest. I didn't realize it was going to happen in like three days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three days. Tim Pool calls for impeaching the queen. That's right. (laughs) Well, firstly, I I, I agree with you. I think that would be cool if British Parliament rewrote their constitution and they don't have one. Impeach their queen. Don't they they have have a parliamentary constitution? Well, they should write one. (laughs) No, they don't have a written. Take a cue, guys. So it's what happened. Hey, can we talk about that story for a minute? What happened? Uh, Prince Harry and, and his wife Meghan called out the Queen for being racist. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, not the Queen. Oh. Mm, yeah. I'm not talking. Fake news. Royal, ro- no, royal family garbage. Yeah, we 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 fought a war to not Sad. have to care right? about. She's like seriously. 90 though, isn't she? <laughs> She's abdicating or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me let me let me segue this into something I think is uh, uh much better. Uh, I I sang the um <laughs> royal garbage. Is that what you called it? What <laughs> royal garbage? garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So uh, guess I, I have to do another cleanup in the UK. Right? <laughs> seriously, <laughs> comes to Parliament, comes to Buckingham Palace. Um, the media industry is collapsing. It's called the Trump slump. Mm. So mm-hmm. I I saw these stories, and in line with me, just like not really caring, I just tweeted the lines to that song. I don't want to set the world on fire. I think it's called that. Oh yeah, don't the, want to set the world from Fallout. I just want to start. A flame in your heart. And it's an image of Huffington Post laying people off, mm. followed by The Intercept saying, since Trump left office, our, our, our memberships and, and revenue has dropped precipitously. Aww. CNN primetime ratings collapsing. Oh, no. More than 100 workers laid off from NBC. Bloomberg lazy, laying, people's, laying people off. Mm. Pa- pandemic slams Sinclair broadcast layoffs. Then we have Hallmark Channel, which is not super news. And then news sites show early sign of post-Trump yep. slump. This is it. Without Donald Trump, they will not exist. I love how people are like, good song, that's great. And then people are commenting, you know, Fallout, whatever, because the song's great from Fallout. Game. But uh, these are just a small sampling of the Trump slump. Yeah. Without Donald Trump to attack and degrade, they have nothing. The, the best, the best. I, I, got, I, got, I got to read this for you guys from The Intercept. Since Donald Trump left office on January 20th, donations to The Intercept have gone down sharply. After years of steady growth, Last month brought fewer (laughs) newer members than we've seen in more than two years. Similar trends are being reported across media and progressive politics. While Trump railed against journalists as the enemy of the people, grassroots outrage over Trump's corruption, racism and incompetence fueled a spike in ratings, subscriptions and fundraising that became known in the industry as the Trump bump. Well, I can say this. My respect to The Intercept for admitting they were just monetizing people's anger at Donald Trump. And that now that he is gone, they're desperate and aren't making any money. They drove out Glenn Greenwald because Glenn Greenwald was critical of the Democrats and Joe Biden. So he ended up having to resign from his own outlet. Now, who wants to give any money? But I'll tell you what the crazy thing is. You got Matt Taibbi, Glenn Greenwald. Matt Taibbi, formerly of Rolling Stone. Glenn Greenwald, founder, formerly of The Intercept. They started something called a Substack, where they right now on their own with no, you know, boss telling what they can or can't say. And people pay directly. I am a proud paying subscriber to both Glenn and Matt because I think they do amazing jobs. I've been critical of Glenn Greenwald in the past. I do not think he's perfect, but I respect him for being for for being consistent, for talking about what he believes, for writing these stories. And it was a tremendous sign of integrity when he walked from The Intercept, his own company, because they were trying to suppress negative information on the Bidens. Hmm. Well, the Trump slump is here. Any of you surprised? Not at all. I think this is the Democrat Party on full display, right? 
you want to keep a problem around without actually solving it so you can point at the problem and say, <laughs> hey, we need more money or more of this in order to solve this, but they never do. And now that President Trump is gone, well, <laughs> the Trump slump is here. Oh, man, it's hilarious. I said, you know, like a month before the election, the best thing for Democrats would be if Trump wins. Because the establishment right now has tacit support from the progressives because they all hate Trump. That's the only thing unifying them. And the media will cease to exist without Donald Trump. I mean that figuratively, the ratings will collapse and there will be a bloodbath. There will be layoffs. There will be business, you know, uh, newsrooms will close down. And it's happening. It was like people, a lot of people probably wanted Trump out of office so they could go back to sleep consciously. Regular people. Yeah. I think with the media, it, it's the it's the goose that laid the golden egg. Donald Trump was laying golden eggs on Twitter every day. Daily. Daily. Hourly. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes too much. But the media was able to use all of it. The obsession with Trump. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing thing. I'd love to get an objective, like, academic review from a legitimate academic on, like, the Trump psychological effects on people. Hmm. Why everyone was so obsessed with knowing what he was doing or thinking. Even, even like, look, he, he's a celebrity, right? The Apprentice. People just love the idea of Donald Trump. What did Barack Obama say? The American dream is to be Trump. He said that in like the 90s or whatever. Hmm. Donald Trump was the guy, the symbol of American success, the golden toilet he has in his, in his, in his, in his condo up in Trump Tower. There was an obsession with him. And when he ran for office and he, and, and even before he won, the, the people who hate him just, they loved to hate him. Yeah. Why? He, was, he was like a hard worker, very physical, like, Fiscally successful, you know, came from a hard family. His dad was also a very hard worker since he was 14. Um, but he was a jerk and like a mean, not, not, I don't his know him was. personally. No, his dad was apparently. Yeah. And so was Donald. He had a lot of those like dislikable, angry. He'd get angry. Trump? Whatever. Yeah. I've not heard that. I haven't heard a lot. I don't know him. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say, but I've, he, he would say stuff that was very crass and rude. And so it was the dichotomy of a very successful businessman that really like the American dream, but also like a, a, a crude dude. In his campaigns, right, and in his private conversations that get released, you hear Trump as a rude and crude dude, and a rude, crude, lewd dude. But uh, I went to I went to Trump Tower, um, you know, during the campaign, and I went to his as an ice cream shop there in New York, and they have the steakhouse, and I just asked people, I was like, hey, have you ever seen Trump down here? The employees say, yeah, of course, and I was like, what do you think? And like, he's awesome, yeah. Hmm. And they would tell me stories about how he would come down with a stack of hundred dollar bills and just hand them out to everybody. Hmm. Just here's here's a personal gift for me to you. Don't worry about it. It's tax free gift. It's a hundred bucks. Do whatever you want. There's even a video after he left office recently in the past couple of weeks where he like walks up to some lady and he hands her a fifty dollar bill and he like smiles and she's like, oh my, thank you. Wow. The stories I've heard about Donald Trump in private are always that he's a really calm and nice guy. That's about it. The people who work there seem to enjoy working for him. They said he was great. They loved it when he was around because it meant he was going to come and hook them up and take care of them. But then when it came to the when it came to the presidency, he look, Trump did say a lot of things that really aggravated a lot of people, he said a lot of things that I wasn't a big fan of seemed I didn't you know, maybe maybe Trump was always like that. What You know, he, he tweeted a lot about Obama and birtherism and stuff huh, like yeah. that. Not a fan of any of that. So I definitely think he's a rude, crude, lewd dude. But when people saw him in person, he seemed to have been genuinely nice super to charismatic. Yeah. Easy to like. Also easy to hate. It was kind of depending on. What Strong he felt like doing for the day, you know? Yeah. I think it's more so if you're mean to him. He gets really angry. Mm -hmm. And then he's vengeful, mean back. probably very vengeful, vindictive. I don't know about vengeful. So I, I heard that he actually paid somebody's medical bills. Do you guys know if that's true? 
I mean, no, probably. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Wasn't there, there was like a big story Super about Super generous some, guy. Yeah. Well, look, it's easy to be generous when you're rich. Of mm-hmm. course, I don't care if it's yeah. Trump or Oprah. But yeah. it's true. He was born into it, too. Born into just a, a million, multi-million dollar industry. Yeah. So, but he did work to continue it, I think. I don't know. Do you know much about his... His fiscal life? Did he just kind of maintain well, the business or did he grow? He grew to he new started heights? his own business. He got a loan from his dad. He started his own real estate company and it was bigger and more successful than his dad's company. Nice. And uh, the, the, the haters, it's just. I don't think it's easy know, to be generous when you're rich. I think I you're do. generous, but it, Look, it's not. Bro. It, being generous is, a, is, a, is not everyone is. It's like, it's like Oprah gave gives away cars and stuff. And everyone's like, wow, yeah, it's so generous. nice of her. No, 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 no. It's the companies pay for it. The companies are like, Oprah, will you give away our cars so that we can get more people to drive these cars? Ad, yeah. It's an ad campaign. There's lots of rich people that don't do that, though. Sure, sure, sure. The thing about Trump that I don't like is, you know, like, dude, don't make me say something that's not true. I can't stand that. So when they were like, Trump's a failed businessman, His, he, he bankrupted a casino. And I'm like, all of these casinos went bankrupt. It, was, it wasn't just Trump's Trump casino. And he had like, what, 500 businesses and five bankruptcies or something like that? I don't know. Listen, bankruptcy isn't failure. No. Bankruptcy means that you don't got to pay back your debtors and you get to keep your business. Your, 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 it's a protection. Lots of people are encouraged to do it. If they have too much credit card debt, right? you're better off declaring bankruptcy and then paying, waiting out the seven years, getting it off your credit record. But it's, but it's not even that. It's the idea like if you have a business and you have more liabilities than revenue and your business will fail, if you lose access to certain things, you declare bankruptcy, you get protected and your business operates to try and recover. So it's like... Dude, to claim that Donald Trump was stupid or a bad businessman, I'm like, just stop lying. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel better to say he's worse? He is He is a, a, a billionaire president who married this model. Like, come on, man. Many models. And he had a huge hit TV show. Like, uh-huh. dude, literally, the American dream became president. There's a lot of things to insult the man for. There's a lot of things to criticize him for. But I just can't stand the lies. I just, I just, that's, that's what I hate about the whole thing. And the lies were so intense, it was just an endless spree of like, let me defend Trump again, I guess, because they just want you to live in this fake reality where the orange man is the villain. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with Trump, but they just really, really loved to hate them. I wonder if they're going to villainize Biden with this Me Too stuff. If they're like using this on Cuomo, they're going to wait a little while, see if Mm -hmm. Biden screws it up and then hit him and put Kamala in office. You think so, Scott? They'll only do it to throw him under the bus when they no longer need him. And yes, they, I mean, look at what they're doing to Cuomo. Yeah. But everybody loves a good villain. Look, at the end of the day, good, heartwarming, wonderful stories don't sell. True. You know, look at the way the Republican Party, you know, treats AOC. She's the pariah. And now look at the way the left is responding to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, to Madison Cawthorn, to... Uh, Lauren Bobert, I believe is Lauren how you Bobert. pronounce her name, out of uh, Colorado. Those yeah. are the new AOCs of the right that they are demonizing and that they are villainizing. And that's because it sells. It's a click. It's a uh, media hit. And uh, it's unfortunate that those are the people that they target and set their sights on. Who's Cawthorn? He's uh, the the young gentleman out of North Carolina who just became a, a congressman. I think he's the youngest congressman yeah. in history, yeah. 25 years old. That's like the minimum age, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was actually 24 when he was running, and he turned 25 subsequently after being elected. Wow. And uh, and yes, is the early, youngest congressperson. Good for him. Yeah. He did tweet when he won, cry more libs. And I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, dude, no. Oh, we don't up. need none of that. We don't need none yeah. of that. You know, but he's a young guy, so you know, whatever, man. Uh, we'll 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 see what he ends up doing, and if he if he acts a fool, and you know, then I'll criticize him the same as I would for anybody else. 
But uh, I, I did. I really do try to to find stories where I can be like, I like Rashida Tlaib and AOC for these things because I don't like that. Like I only ever see the worst in them. You know what I mean? That's why it's like I try to say, can you name a good Democrat? Can we like can we find these people and give them credit when where credit is due? It's difficult. I'll give credit what AOC did in Texas. I mean, look, anybody can say, oh, she should be focusing on her district. She should be focusing on New York. Look, it's an objectively good thing that she raised and helped raise millions of dollars for the people of Texas. That is objectively good. And nobody can say otherwise. And quite frankly... Where were Republicans on the right doing the same thing? Now, I did see some people who were out um, organizing food and delivering food and doing things like that. But where were people on the right getting millions of dollars like the left did? Yeah. Well, it was an opportunity for AOC. And I'll say this. There's a lot of people who are like, she's just trying to exploit the situation for political gain. And my response is like, oh, no, like AOC is helping people in Texas. It's like you cleaning up. dare her. Yeah, right. Oh, geez. You know what? If she earns political points because she helped people in a crisis, she deserves them. Same for you, Scott. If you if you earn points because you got a bunch of people to clean up trash, you deserve them. So but it's like, by all means, from your perspective, and it just makes yeah. us look petty, right? If let, we attack someone for doing wait, wait, something good, you but let's, but one, real quick, yeah. let's let's make the political battle about who can do the most good. Yes. Let's be like oh, AOC. How she she's she's winning the fight and helping people who are in poverty. <laughs> Ted, you got to go in there and raise more money and help more people. Sure. Just for the record, did you clean up the trash to score? To get political clout no, no. to help the people? What was your I goal? I did it because nobody else was doing it. And I thought, wow, I have a responsibility with this platform. See, people don't understand. I actually feel a heavy weight on my shoulders. And because I've been gifted with this large social media platform, that's the reason why I work nonstop and why I actually feel guilty taking days off. Because I feel like, number one, who else is going to do it? And, and I challenge you at home, please do it. I want you to do what I do. I don't, I don't want all of this on my shoulders. And that's why I consistently work and I'm going towards 2022 because I feel like I have this moral responsibility to use my platform for good. What have you I, been, well, I, hold on. Yeah. I, I want it to be about political points. I absolutely do. I want everyone out there to know that you will make your political faction look good when you go clean up your city, Heck clean yeah. up trash, raise money to help poor people, raise money to feed feed those that are hungry and provide shelter to the homeless. I want each and every person, AOC, I believe, deserves tremendous respect for all of everything that she did in helping mm-hmm. these people and raising this money. I agree. And now I challenge Republicans to high five her and say, we're going to win the competition next time because we're going to help even more people than you helped. And I want that to be politics. Imagine Ted Cruz comes out. And he's like, in my campaign, I raised five million dollars for for this, you know, people. AOC only raised three million. It's good that she did it, but we won in helping more people. Vote for me, and we'll help people. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. <laughs> like, let's do that yes. instead of yelling at people and wanting to fight each other. Um, I don't think we've gotten into like what you've been up to the last three or four months. I think you said you've changed trajectory a little bit. I have. So, very much like after the 2016 elections. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton uh, had some ideas of why she lost the election, but the Democrats are really smart, right? What they did is they changed the law legally and they started ballot harvesting in California. And because of that, all of Orange County went blue, right? Mm. It wasn't witchcraft. It wasn't 
shenanigans, they changed the law legally. And so I'm arguing for election integrity moving forward that why don't we do the same? We control the state legislature in 23 states. We have trifecta governments. We got the governorship. We got the state house. We got the state senate. It's within our power to change the laws legally to provide for additional election integrity to fortify the election, right? Mm -hmm. And we control the state legislatures in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Would you look at that? Swing states. Why don't we do the same and at least force the governors who are Democratic to veto that legislation, which would have political leverage repercussions going to the 2022 elections? And should we elect Republicans in those states, then let's fortify the elections going into 2024 into the presidential. So basically, I'm just saying, look, you guys at home, you have the power. But it's up to you if you choose to harness that power. And if you are not talking to your legislators, writing them, emailing them, calling them, then quite frankly, you don't really care. Do you organize daily phone calls like at 2 p.m., call this number? <laughs> well, I did just uh, read Donald Trump Jr.'s tweet where he was alerting us about SF-145, which is legislation in Wyoming uh, that's currently introduced at the Senate committee level, which would allow for primaries that don't have a clear 50 plus one winner, it would go to a runoff election, therefore taking away power from the Liz Cheney's. So Liz Cheney wouldn't be able to squeak out a victory with 13% of the vote or 25% of the vote. It would go to a runoff election. And so, yes. Wouldn't she just win the runoff, though? Not necessarily. Not Mm. necessarily. And so I did send out an emergency email to my contacts in Wyoming and look at what's happening in Georgia, for example. State Senate passed legislation that would allow for voter ID for absentee voting. So if people care, you need to call and get involved, especially with subcommittees where bills go to die. And so two important websites that I'm asking people to go to are legiscan.com to find legislation that's being introduced at the state level and also ballotpedia.org to find more information about districts that you live in. All right. Well, uh, that being said, Scott, thanks for hanging out. Let's go to uh, Super Chats. And if you haven't already, go to TimCast.com, click that shop button, and you can get your very own Diamond Hands Gorilla. That's right. Welcome to the TimCast Shopping Network. We have a new shirt where it's the I'm a Gorilla, but he's wearing a suit, holding wads of cash. And he's smoking while wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know if the smoking thing is like going to get us in trouble or something. I don't know. Maybe is it a cigar? It. Yeah, I, I think, think it's fine if it's a cigar. He's I mean, you just, pop, you just puff on cigars. I don't cigars. know what it is. Yeah. He's smoking something. And uh, he is a diamond hands. For those not familiar, diamond, diamond hands is when you don't sell the stock. So because he knows not to sell, he's sitting there reaping the rewards of his tendies because the stock went through the roof. That's what the Diamond Hands Grill is. To the so moon. Need, to the moon. That's right. Yes. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. Let's read Super Chats. <laughs> if you haven't already, also smash that like button. All right, let's see. We got Deplorable Pirate Captain Gunbeard who says, a video recommendation, Forgotten Weapons, Weapons as Political Protest, August 2nd, 2017, and Ian McCollum would be an awesome guest in the future. Also, with your shield or upon it, my fellow gorillas. And that's right. We have that new shirt. All right. Let's see. The Civic Nationalist says in the 1930s, the Soviets were considered the greater threat than the Nazis. Boy, were they wrong. Maybe we are looking at one foe instead of a greater uh, looking at one foe instead of a greater one. God save the queen. Long live Britain. The sun has not yet set. There you go. Gizmo says, what are the chances he gets a fair trial? 
Why doesn't the guard run them off in reference to the autonomous zone? Mm. Um, because these people have, I don't know, for some reason, political authority, I suppose. Antifa mm. just gets away with all this stuff all the time. I heard that a French guy or a guy with the last name Chauvin contacted me. He said that the name is pronounced Chauvin. Uh-uh. Allison C. says it's Chauvin, not Chauvin. What? And hmm. that new autonomous zone has been there since summer, but our totally non-biased local news has been hiding it. Wow. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Well, somebody just died because they won't put an end to it. I saw Richie tweet about it. It had been there for a while, and I was like, really? wow, I heard about this. Yeah, I guess they went and explored it. Oh, it's not new, I suppose. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's see. Parallel Knight says, make chicken Fallout City with vault overseers. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, get him a vault de- overseer desk. Let's make a little Fallout-themed chicken city. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> High tech. Well, I got a solar panel on the roof. Too much fun with All this. right, all right. We got to do this one. Petty says, Milo is now choosing to live his life as a straight man. Oh, come on. Is that real? Interesting. I, I, anything's possible with Milo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people just say it's obviously attention. I mean, of course it's trolling. working. We're talking about it, right? Yep. I don't know. He's a me- he's a master troll. He is that. Yeah. I'll give a mega one. troll. I'm not sure which he would prefer. Here we go. Yeah. Ella says, Allison sees Chad is right. That zone has been there since summer. Police are blocked from the area. Multiple shootings have happened in the area. Wow. Okay. Mm. So there's been a long standing <laughs> autonomous zone just operating. Well, well, you know, that's why I don't live in these places. OMG Jimmy Boy says, if someone robs a bank now, can they just call an autonomous zone and make demands? <laughs> yeah. I suppose so. Good stuff. Suburbs are better. Uh, you get more space. You know what I mean? And the bigger issue with cities is mostly about your your freedoms, especially when you have conflict. I think the biggest issue is like when you live in a city, you can't play music. You can't a, play drums. A big difference between me and you is I grew up in a suburb. You grew up in a city. Yep. So I, it was all I knew growing up. I didn't know that there was like packed in yelling and loud noises from your. I never heard my neighbors, you know? I, you know, Chicago's not necessarily like Manhattan or anything. So where I lived on the south side, it wasn't as crammed as, say, downtown or Manhattan. But it was amazing to have a yard growing up. We would play in the yeah. yard and like play baseball in, in our backyard, big backyard. Oh, you can't play baseball right. so, <laughs> so I think the suburbs are where it's... Where did you grow up? Suburbs. Did you have like a big yard, front yard, backyard? In Florida, we did. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Pool, backyard. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think lived you're right. Ha- having access to that grass is like really... Really yeah, amazing. We, had, we have yards in Chicago, but they're tiny, tiny, tiny yards. Were you in a house or in a house. apartment? Yeah, yeah. House. So it's all houses next to each other. But these uh, autonomous zones, it, it wouldn't happen in a suburb or a rural town. The only reason why it's happening is because it has the majority support of the people that live there. And because it's a democratic city, you have the support of the politicians that are there. And the police are forced because of social justice and because of the media to go along with the will of the people and the politicians. So that's the only reason why these autonomous zones are happening in Seattle, Washington, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, because of those things being in place. All right. We got Avenger X90 says, hey, Tim, missed your birthday stream yesterday, but happy late birthday. Keep it the good work, bro. We need more people like you in the news sector. That's right, everybody. If you didn't know, yesterday was my birthday. So uh, thank you very much. You can uh, smash the like button as a birthday present if you so desire. (laughs) That's all he wants for his birthday. Commander 232 says, well, Scott, I don't know your opinion on Armstrong from here in, in, in North Dakota, but I myself decided to run against him as he does nothing but sit quietly in the corner. Wish you all the best. Your fan, Anthony Bergen. P.S. Time for North Dakota to regain its voice. 
Are you familiar with uh, Armstrong? And I don't know Armstrong. I don't know that race. There are a lot of uh, politicians who just try and keep their head down Good and say nothing and do nothing. So th- those are those people are, in my opinion, just as bad. If you're not defending the rights of your constituents and you're just kind of hiding in the back and saying, just don't notice me. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's still bad. Just uh, just cause says autonomous zone of Texas and red states. If they can do it with no repercussions, so can we come to our autonomous zone, Tim, and bring your chickens. Well, we're building a chicken city. The chicken city will be an autonomous zone. We should put an autonomous. Oh, we'll put autonomous zone on it. No, but the chickens are in charge. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't mess with the chickens. <laughs> no, I'm more shaking my head out of like wow <laughs> exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, our chickens are going to be great. All right, here we go. Sean says, I live in the suburbs and work construction. Doing jobs near Floyd Plaza is crazy. Seeing businesses boarded up and shut down with BLM signs everywhere is wild. Mm -hmm. I have to drive 10 minutes to use the bathroom. Whoa. This is the scariest thing about what's happening is that in like Berkeley, people put the signs in their window and and some of them even say, please don't hurt us. When Michael Tracy traveled on the country after the BLM riots, tons of businesses had signs saying things like, please, please, we're a minority owned business. Don't hurt us. Please don't hurt our family. Oh, no, I have a theory. I think some of these businesses don't agree with BLM, but they simply are putting those up in their window for that sole purpose that they won't be attacked. They won't be burned to the ground. No, they have to live under a boot. Dude, the last time I... I've I I heard of people putting things up in their window was the Jude in in the Nazi Germany where they would make people put a star of David on their door. That's different. They were Jewish. That's it, different. Yeah, that was mm. different. But did they put, also put the swastika on their door if they supported what's, the party? What's What's happening now is that people are scared Antifa will burn down their businesses or or Black Lives Matter writers will. So they put messages of support on the property, hoping it will protect them. It'll work for a small business, but it won't work for a corporation. Like Whole Foods did it, and they smashed out Whole Foods anyway. But the smaller businesses, it's a sign of like fealty. Essentially, you're 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 bending the knee as a coward, begging uh, uh, these 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 violent psychopaths, you know, begging them, please. I'm so weak and pathetic that if I just agree with whatever you say, you'll leave me alone. And they eventually just come and and take everything and burn it down anyway. So hmm. they think they'll the these people these people who think putting the sign in their window and then dropping to their knees and keeping their head down will keep them safe are just wrong. They've not learned from history. Steven voiceover says, did you guys see Jeremy's video today about the girl that was driven to delete her channel? If Lids could look her up, maybe you guys could give her a shout out. You guys rock. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, and Tim, keep doing the impressions. <laughs> yeah. Which ones? Oh, the- Bernie Sanders. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. too good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Was, was I, I, I was doing that one downstairs. Was I doing it on the show now? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I you just did it know. earlier. I you didn't even in, notice you were doing I, it. I invoke the spirit of he Bernie. Did. It just yeah, happens. <laughs> the millionaires great. and the yeah. billionaires. No, 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 no. He doesn't say millionaires <laughs> right. anymore yeah. <laughs> since he became a millionaire. Have uh-huh. you noticed yeah. the transition? He only talks about the billionaires I, now. The, I, I, a couple weeks ago, he mentioned millionaires. I think oh. he's been watching your videos. Oh. He's watching and he's like, he's like oh, no. oh, he's right. No, he was like, Tim Pool, I'm a big fan. I, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I offended him. You're right. Some millionaires. The joke I, I made he's before was that like we have a, a door downstairs and I said, you have this ivory tower that the left and the right populace are trying to break into to get to the establishment political positions. And Trump was just like a bull slamming into the door, and Bernie was politely knocking. Well, they opened the door for Bernie, and then Bernie's got all these left populists behind him, and he goes, thank you for letting me in just, just one minute. He turns around, and then he, he's closing the door behind him. Just, just wait right here. I'll be back. And then he closes the door and just joins the establishment. They still like him, though, because he's leaning out the window saying, don't worry, I'm fighting for you. Trust uh-huh. me. And then he goes back in, and they all laugh, and they give him, you know, whiskey. But actually, Trump is going crazy, so. All right, Thomas David says... Where's Luke? What up, Ian? 
Uh, what up? Luke went to Anarcho, Anarchopolco, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a video on his Instagram. Yeah, he's he was a speaker, fun. I think, wasn't he? Cool. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. All right, what is this? Lucy Lurker says, for the love of all things holy, please hang the picture up that is on the floor behind the guest chair. <laughs> love so you guys. Funny. Happy belated B-Day. Well, we we have there's we a couple actually on the ground. And yeah. I do like the one on the ground. We need more picture uh, wire. That's why we didn't hang it up. Yeah. Because the other ones are, are, are hung properly. So... <laughs> But I, I do like the Biden eating the little girl more than the the we Rogan need the one. one. Of you too. We we need we need to update it too because the Trump de- Biden debate one I think is a little dated. It was a temporary one, yeah. Yeah. Now the Biden eating the child I think is is yeah, more relevant. Out. And then we'll have two two pictures because behind Ian, we also have the uh, OK Boomer girl getting eaten by Biden. Yes. I want to get Joe on the show. Well, we still have the picture of Joe, Joe behind Rogan. them. Yeah. I don't Joe wanna, Rogan. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I hope Let's it happens. It. I'll get right that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me let me just tell Joe to get here. Very busy man. Do it. Morgan H. said, remember Bill Maher said in the air that he'd be willing to see the U.S. economy crash if it meant getting Trump out of office? Mm. Yes. We all knew it. Let all the American people suffer. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Rex the Sauce Lord says, it's okay, Tim. Don't lose hope. For my generation, I've grown up here in San Diego. I'll be 22 next month, and me and my friends all understand what hard work is, and we're trying to make something for ourselves. We Mm. all voted Trump, by the way. Awesome. Very interesting. What we, uh, Weld Girl says U.S. law shield, legal defense for self-defense, and gun law by state resource for two-way discussions. Love the Beanie Brigade. Hey, Woo-hoo. appreciate it. All right, let's see. Where are we at? Race Gardener says, yeah, Jimmy Dore covered it the day Trump tweeted 2K checks. Then Dems like Pelosi and Schumer started to say 2K checks. Wow. Yeah. That's December interesting. December 22nd, I think. Hmm. Wow, Jimmy Dore covered it. They don't oh, like nice. Jimmy. The, the, the establishment does not like Jimmy. All right, let's see. Shauna Ray says, first super chat. Love you guys. Thanks for all you do. It's frustrating to live in Florida and see all of my left friends constantly bashing DeSantis. They don't know how good they have it in Florida. True. I mean, unless they're uh, like authoritarians who are mad that he's allowing Republicans a voice. And you know what I mean? Yeah, some people are really afraid of COVID. All right, let's see. Adam says, Crowder did a hold protest in Michigan, a, a hold protest in Michigan about Whitmer killing the elderly and not releasing nursing home deaths. She blocked Freedom of Info Act requests for the actual death numbers from nursing homes several times. Mm. Also, she blocked a bipartisan bill to stop her from forcing young COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. All of this info is in one of one of his videos from a few days ago. Love you all. Love you too. And now uh, I think Charlie LaDuff, he's a Detroit yes. reporter. He filed his lawsuit, didn't he? I think so. I think he's, he's filing, working on that. He's filing a lawsuit against Whitmer over the numbers that they want, they want to be released, I believe. He's a busy bee too. Yep. Mitch Stew says... GameStop will be $500 a share by Friday. GameStop is only beginning research naked shorts, which is the illegal activity of predatory hedgies. Huh. It is the modern day wolf of Wall Street. I am using my gains to buy my first home. Wow. Ooh, congratulations. Oh, awesome. See, diamond hands. Heck yeah. These people who knew not to sell. Too now, incredible. I'm not giving any financial advice. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with GameStop. I can tell you that we have made an exclusive diamond hands gorilla t-shirt over Heck at TimCast.com yeah. and then click that shop button and you will see it. And it is a suit wearing gorilla. So, it's hey. great. Bernstein Wolf says, Tim, happy belated birthday. You're an inspiring dude. I'm an L.A.-based fine artist rebuilding after 2020. I'd be honored to draw you a portrait as a B-Day gift or anyone on the Beanie Crew, for that matter. Ooh. See my work at Zach F. Uh, what is it? Zach F. Uh, Fajardo. Fajardo. F-A-J-A-R-D-O dot com slash artwork. Oh, cool. Hmm. cool. Boosted says, Tim, have you heard of the Great Barrington Declaration? It's a petition signed by thousands of medical and public health scientists speaking out against lockdowns. Young Ripa did a video on it and YouTube deleted it right away. 
Yikes. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. It is a fine line. And uh, it's interesting sometimes why some channels get taken down and others don't. Whatever. Seth Hess says, yo, Tim, go to Google's homepage and there is a link to Google Trends with the hashtag Stop Asian Hate. This has to be a play by the CCP. Supposedly, there's an uptick in racism towards Asians since COVID. No, that's true. There is. There is. There, there absolutely has been a lot of uh, attacks on Asians. There's videos of it, man. And then stuff happens. You know what I mean? Like, racism is bad. Racism happens. The problem I have with it was when you have a bunch of lefties go out and protest white nationalism. When the people who are in this specific case, the guy who attacked the Asian guy was a black dude. Mm. I don't think race matters. I think stop attacking people based on race. Instead, the left, these, these leftist activists have found a way to turn an issue of ending racism into legit being racist, I guess, mm. and not caring about what actually is going on in this country. It is what it is, man. X says nuclear power is technically not renewable. It's just basically endlessly sustainable and environmentally friendly, especially after fusion. Well, that would be great. Yeah, And <laughs> endless isn't quite accurate, but because it goes for so long, it seems right. endless in the short term. Okay, so Denman says Fuk uh, Fukushima was an aged out reactor that didn't have passive mm. cooling. Modern reactors are designed to cool without needing to be running. Interesting. Jim Jam says the elites mm. think that they could that if they can get to you. Wait, wait. The elites think that if they can get you to do without it, it offsets their footprint and they are good. Look at Bill Gates interview about his book. He says so plain as day. It's very simple for, you know, like think about how many carbon emissions are made by a private jet. How many people have to not fly in order for you to keep using your private jet? All of That's us. the plan. Yep. That's it. Yeah, right. Eco Sophist says Tim and Ian fusion tech is 20 years away. And always will be. Huh. Yeah. See if John Michael Greer will come to the studio. They always say that. It's like John Michael Greer. Uh, John yeah. Michael Greer. Yeah. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. Gizmo says, can you prove climate change is man-made and not just the cyclical nature change, uh, cyclical nature change of climate? Ice age, the climate of dinosaurs, even 200 years ago, the climate constantly changes without man. I'm not going to assume as a grand conspiracy of all of these different countries and everything. You know, when you look at the carbon emissions in the atmosphere, there's a major spike. And I think it's fair to say that will contribute in some capacity. But all I can really do is trust uh, what we view as modern science to a certain degree. Not blindly. I don't blindly trust anything. But what am I supposed to do? What's, what's the average person supposed to do? I think it is a natural cycle and humans are part of the natural cycle. Our technology, although it seems metallic and, and electric and synthetic, is part of the natural cycle. But like volcanoes and cometary impacts cause massive amounts of, of uh, global warming. If you look at the firestorm 12,800 years ago that melted the ice caps, the, like – so it's, it's, it's definitely cyclical. If you look at the, the nature of ice ages, it's cyclical. It goes up and down and up and down. And up. so seems like it. I don't know, man. I'm not a climatologist and I usually only defer to experts. So that's why the show's fairly milk toast, I guess, because I don't come out and say, I know better than academic literature for the most part. That tends to be the case. And a lot of people don't like it, especially on the left when they try and claim things like biological sex doesn't exist. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I just like the academic literature says one thing and I'm not the scientist. So I'm just going to go by. And they try and make all these, you know, it's, it's sophistry often when they make their arguments. You need to do better and just go around telling people how dare you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> China's allowed to have well. coal power plants, yeah. bro. You're not. That's so weird. Kale McKee says Gates has purchased a large portion of railway in Canada. If the pipe gets laid, less money for the gates. Also, Mr. Pressler, it might feel like you're on a talk show, but you're the new news. Ooh. Oh, hmm. Excellent. I'll take that. I think so. 
Kenny Jackson says Elysium Industries molten salt fast reactor literally eats spent nuclear fuel to create power. Look hmm. it up, please. It's fascinating. That's amazing. Jav Tanda says Chernobyl, Fukushima and Three Mile Island sound like a few small examples. But the issue is that the damage nuclear leaks caused and continue to cause is disproportionate when compared to oil spills. Disproportionate in terms of like not that much. How many people have died from nuclear disasters? It's it's tough to it's tough to measure because the corium is radioactive. So when it melts and melts through the ground of the nuclear plant into the earth and sits there and radiates the earth or into the ocean, which is where all that Fukushima stuff went, yeah. radiates the plants and the fish, it could cause long lasting impacts. And it's tough to get rid of the corium because it's in a constant state of meltdown. All right, let's see. Johnny Silverhand says, I'm a millwright apprentice about to graduate from trade school. Hmm. I applied at a place called Snow Lab that's doing experiments with nuclear power and got an interview. Hope I get the job. It'd be awesome to be a part of that and a little uh, atomic symbol. That's cool. (laughs) A stink bug got Scott. (laughs) I got stink bugged. (laughs) Bass player says, hey, Tim, make sure your car seat belts work and you aren't being followed by the paparazzi. Also, don't drive through tunnels with no cameras. Hey, hey. Strong advice. Poofy says, Timothy Daniel Poole calls to impeach Queen Elizabeth again on his show, New York Times. Uh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Man, I have allergies coming back. It's canon. Brandon Tom says, talking about your anti-tweeting, do you see the parallels between your tweeting garbled nonsense of left talking points and the grievance studies? Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. We should talk about the grievance studies. <clears throat> yeah, I believe we will. Eric Miller says, Tim, here's your argument. If nuclear is so bad... Why do we have all these nuclear submarines contaminating our oceans? Slogan, let's be clear on nuclear. Hmm. Green nuclear. They tried doing clean coal on the left, didn't like it. Uh, Broverly Bra says, this time on TimCast, Tim discovers the power of Twitter-ish posts. <laughs> uh, we don't swear on the show, so yeah. if you get what it means. True, though. Hey, here we go. YouTube says, YouTube comments, look up Montana Freeman, a right-wing autonomous zone in Montana in 1996. It didn't end well oh. for them. Hmm. Can we just call the Antifa people sovereign citizens? Sure. In the autonomous zones? I'm sure. going to start referring to them as sovereign citizens. Because, they, you know, they are. They're people who are claiming they're autonomous. What's the difference? Same thing. Snowboard Dan says, Tim Pool, a.k.a. the living meme master. <laughs> yeah, I just think I just really don't care about this stupid garbage anymore. That's how you make a meme. APC Doc says, I'm with Scott. America first candidates only for 2022 and beyond. How would you define an America first candidate? The philosophy of every piece of legislation and every bill that you vote on should be under the question, does this benefit the American people or does it not? Quite simply. So, I mean, if you have the ability to have a budget bill and money is going to Iran, money is going to Honduras, Guatemala, the rest of the world... And uh, we're not spending that money on infrastructure. I'd say downvote. Don't vote for the budget bill that's aiding the rest of the world and, and not America. Uh, does it secure the border? Does it make sure we're putting the American people first? Does it make sure that, uh, you know, it just has to come back to America first? There's this Christian philosophy from Jesus. One of the things he said is take the, the plank. We talked about this last night. Take the plank out of your own eye before you try and take the mode of dust out of your friends yeah all right josh codes irl says scott thanks so much for sending me info after the league city event mm-hmm. you inspired me to get involved and start wearing conservative gear while doing neighborhood Sweet. cleanups and trying to register voters oh i'm so awesome. happy there you go i'm so thrilled 
Situation Normal says LMAO, check wiki, Tim Pool, quote, views, and then a googly <laughs> face. Yep, yep, yep. It's hilarious. It's like, figure that one out, I guess. All right, let's see. Charlie and Charge says it makes total sense that Joe Biden is president and all these major cities keep voting blue and support these rioters. People are, on, are, are the only species on the planet that gets dumber in large numbers. I think a lot of animals get dumb in large numbers, but uh, it's an issue of manipulation. I, I think taking advantage of someone makes you the bad guy, not the person who, who's being taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. I feel bad for these people. I agree. But at a certain point, the people who know what they're doing, they're the, the bad guys, you know. All right, let's see. Ives D says, love you, Scott. Would love it. Would love if you could give a birthday shout to my friend, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. This is Scott Pressler. I just wanted to say happy birthday to you. This is your official shout out on Tim Cast. Oh, right on. James Deneen says, Tim, are you going to start a video game and technology technology channel as part of the Beanie News Network? Love the show. Gorillas grow together. Um... Yes, I don't know when. We've talked about it quite a bit. We actually are working on a video game. We actually have a video game in development right now. So I long talked about we're making a video game. And uh, Ian's working on a card game. Mm-hmm. And the video game. Yes, yeah. and the video game. Extremely fun. And they're going to yeah. be amazing. We've already talked about who's, who's involved with it, right? I don't know how, how specific we've been involved. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the card game. We uh, mentioned Seamus. working on Freedom Seamus is doing the art. Yes. So it's Freedom um, Tunes art mm-hmm. for the video game too, right? It's yeah, for the video yeah, game yeah. too. It's going to be incredible. I mean, I've been I've been working on um, level design and development of the video game for the last like two or three weeks. It's just so exciting watching the advancements. Yep. And it's it's really a cool. I guess what it would a procedurally general procedurally generated roguelike game. You know, yeah. so there's going to be it's going to be funny. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how much we should say just yet, but mm-hmm. you know, the game's getting there, Good and uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be a, one of the best games ever made. And as for technology, I'm totally into doing like server builds and computer builds and all these. We have some amazing technologists in house that I think we could really utilize. Grayson Dennis says, "Timcast IRL, my disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined." Just saw the Diamond Hands Gorilla t-shirt, and I can't believe you didn't give him actual Diamond Hands. I couldn't I'd buy that shirt. I thought that was too on the nose. No, it's great. To give him actual Diamond Hands would just be (laughs) over the top. We'll have to make like a superhero, like the evolution of the gorilla into like a superhero with diamond skin. We are working on the Love Yourself one. The problem is like we've gone through a couple different designs, and it's like... How do you make it about love, loving yourself? Yeah. It's just a gorilla going, yeah, I'm a gorilla. And so we're trying like a thumbs up and a wink. You but have then like there's two like... gorillas sitting on a, on a ledge That'd above a pond, cute. like just hanging out. Aww. Love yourself, you know, mm. communication. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you didn't like that yeah. idea. <laughs> Eric Chi says, fun fact, uranium glass grows green under UV light. That's likely where the idea of glowing green at nuclear waste came Ooh. from. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Remember that guy who built the nuclear reactor in his garage or whatever and he raided his, his, his like oh house? Oh, gosh. He's like, mm. I forgot what he did, but he took, um, uh, 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 how do you pronounce it? Americium? You know, know what I mean? No, no, Americium no. or something. It's in smoke detectors. And then he put massive amounts and he put it in like this bucket or something and then drilled a hole in it. So it was blasting Whoa. neutrons or something. And he was covered in lesions. Oh, my oh, God. No. I know. That's a bad dude. lad. Yeah, they Take arrested that away that from you. Thanks. Gotta yep. do it. Ryan Burkable says, put the gorilla in boxing gloves. I beat Godzilla. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Michael Grant says, I made a video a while ago about nuclear power called Nuclear Power, The Only Way Forward. The main problem is that people don't know that the radiation that sticks around isn't harmful. 
Hmm, that's what's that's the thing. It's the corium that's dangerous, not the radiation itself. Once it's once the the piece of corium that's radiating is taken away, there's no long there's no leftover danger for the most part that I can tell. It seems like hmm, so you just got to somehow um, recover the the spent fuel. Let's just do a couple more. We have uh, Monk Mighty 420 says sovereign citizen is an oxymoron. You can't be both a sovereign and a citizen. Happy belated birthday. Appreciate it. And then we have Jalapeno Ketchup says, love Scott Hart. There you go. We'll yes. do one more. Ryan says, go listen to Band Band Made. They will change your life. Oh. I will consider it. And we'll, uh, here we go. We'll do, we'll, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. <sighs> Grim Soul Banisher says, hey, Tim and crew, I would love to write articles and reviews for your websites about film and games. I don't want to be paid. I just want to contribute. Would you be willing to publish? Happy late B-Day. <laughs> uh, we will be doing um, contributors on the site. Absolutely. It will always be paid. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like having people work and then not get something for it. So it'll always be paid. But, uh, we'll, we'll, when we get to that point, the website is, uh, getting close. Yes. There will be a, like, you know, blog function where people can write articles and stuff like that. And, uh, we're getting there. So we'll, we'll see how things play out. But, uh, everybody, thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, smash that like button. We will have the members only exclusive segment coming up in about an hour over at TimCast.com. Also go to TimCast.com, click shop, get that Diamond Hands Gorilla t-shirt if you haven't already. This one will probably stick around. I don't think we'll be, this one will be a limited, this, this one might be a limited edition because we might take it down at some point because GameStop is only <laughs> like in the new cycle for, for a certain amount of time. We do have a couple limited, limited edition Gorilla shirts that are going to be coming up and other art too because not just going to be an endless stream of Gorilla t-shirts. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we do the show live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Leave us a good review if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Give us all those stars. And you can follow me on all podcast, uh, on all social media platforms <laughs> at TimCast. My other channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCast News. And uh, Scott, is there anything you want to mention before we uh, dip out? You can follow me at t.me slash Scott Pressler. That's my telegram. And just now, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Lisa Murkowski, we are peacefully and democratically coming to take your seats in 2022. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I want to hear more about that next time, maybe. Um, hey, guys, I want to give a couple of shout outs. IanCrossland.net is my website where you can go and check out all my social media accounts there. Look at the merchandise store if you like things like this cool mug that I drink out of. This is free, the code. Love and it. also to Luke Rakowski, who is in uh, in Arcapulco. Yeah. WeAreChange.org. Yeah. This is one of his shirts you can get on his website. Uh, TheBestPoliticalT-shirts.com, I believe it is. You go to WeAreChange.org. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah, and me. I'm sitting in the corner pushing buttons. I forget to push a button to myself. I'm Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Minds, and I'm Real Sour Patch Lids on Instagram, where you can join me for my post-show tea chats. They're very short. And I am also on Gab. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you there. Bye, guys.